0: RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin.
1: All right. Hello, everyone. How's it going? My name is Tara Devlin. We meet here on Saturday evenings. Usually this is a weekday special though. So we do our weekday specials. They are up in the air. I do appreciate you guys being flexible. And... If you want a more regularly scheduled programming, you're gonna have to become a patron. That's just the way it is. I hate it too. I, I really do. I would like to be able to do the show every goddamn single day. And yeah, I'm a little bit. I'm kind of having a. I don't know. I'm a little down in the dumps right now. Period. The end of sentence. What are you gonna do? I mean. I guess it comes as a byproduct of being stuck in the house and also having too much time to think. Well, I mean, I am busy, but I'm thinking, being in the house all the time, I think about I'm just thinking about life and thinking about the show and thinking about everything that has to happen and everything I want to happen and wondering what's the point sometimes, to tell you the truth. Um, I do get tired of Saying please become a patron, you know what I mean. I've been doing this for so many years. Not the show in particular, the website, and I, uh, I would, well, yeah. The website doesn't make money, and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing it for? You know what I mean? It's really it started as my own little, but um, soup box, uh, soap box, soap box, and it turned into something bigger. I guess we got a bigger following on Facebook and then a couple of people write for the thing but you know nobody makes any goddamn money so you have to constantly hustle and that's just the way it is in the liberal world that's the thing liberals we have to be we have to get funded by audience otherwise you're done we don't have rich benefactors and we're certainly up against everything we're up against the right-wingers. We're up against the the so-called Democrats. And, yeah, the corporate, the whole corporate, neo-feudal corporate state. And it's, uh, yeah, we're nothing, really, in that scheme. So I sought to say to myself, life is too short. What am I doing? Am I wasting my my retirement fund. I don't have any retirement. Whatever. This is my retirement. I'll be retiring doing this. That's fine. There's no retirement. There's no retirement in fascism. So, but, yeah, I just get a little bit, I don't know. I'm only human. Everybody knows I have issues. That's probably why they tune into the show. They're hoping one day I'll finally just have a meltdown right on the air. And, it is frustrating. So, I do appreciate the patrons we have. We need about a thousand more of you. Uh, And you know what gets frustrating? I think it's that, well, I have complained on here before. It's not really, is complaining. I always feel complaining is, complaining really is a wasted energy. You know what I mean? And it's also very boring. But there's a difference between complaining and I think uh, constructively... Assessing, I guess. And so I wonder, um, I don't know. The other liberal shows, there are a few shows, like, who are really liberal. We're doing it. This is, uh, we're in the trenches together. Like Mike Malloy, Bob Kincaid. These are uh, true compatriots. But there are a few others that are, that kind of, I don't know. It's like, I got mine kind of attitude going on. And that's a little de- depressing, too. Because they don't do that on the right, you see. On the right, they they put, that's how, how do you think that FN Diamond and Silk got a following? They put them on Fox News. The giant media, my, my, you know, whatever, conglomerate, Fox News that didn't turn a profit for five years, they poured half a billion dollars into it, and they uh, they put these people, they Tommy Lauren, uh, the goddamn diamond and silk. They immediately give them a platform. Everyone from the obscure corners of the internet till, and then they don't do that on MSNBC. That's for sure. They don't promote liberal talk shows, the well, because you know why? We know why. We're not stupid. I know why. You know why. Because we're actually the liberal media. We are, this show is the liberal media. We're the real liberal media. I'm sorry. It doesn't mean the Democratic media. It doesn't mean the Republican media. It's not the, obviously, it's not the Republicans. Republicans are sick. We know that. But they're not all, they're not uh, the problem solely and specifically. They're part of an entire structure. Really, it's conservatism that is the problem. So that's all we're up against. And what is conservatism? But the antithesis of democracy, the whole nature of conservatism is deciding who rules and create and how they create an ordered society is by establishing the the right quote unquote people to rule the right people at the top and the the unwashed masses that's that's chaos when the unwa- unwashed masses get too uppity that's chaos because ultimately, the, ul- the ultimate goal of what they consider, what conservatives think society is, is nothing but making themselves rich. You're not in that equation. We're not in it. It's not about democracy. It's not about making a functioning society. Society only functions to make them rich. You see? Whether it's you your mommy, your father, your your dogs, your your pet rabbits, it doesn't matter. Not everything is a expendable commodity in this system. You are not you're not a thing. You, you well, you're not a person. You're a thing is what I meant to say. You are n- meant to be exploited. To be trampled upon. As Anne Rand said, what are the masses? To to be what how does she put it? Who cares? She's a dumb bitch. Anne Rand. A- Rand masses. To be trampled underfoot or whatever she says. The the reason I brought her up again, even though the other day we were talking about Anne Rand. She came up again in conversation. But she but if you go on Twitter right now, Anne Rand is trending. And we'll get to that in a minute. Matt, what are the masses? Disdain for the masses. Let me say used trample. I'm just putting, I'm plugging in a series of words here. Objectivism. What the fuck is that? That's, That's what I'm saying. I hate these goddamn conservatives. That's another bullshit ideology wrapped in the veneer of legitimacy by giving it some bullshit name. Objectivism. What is it? Oh, and they hate. What's the thing that they're against um oh collectivism yes, that's it collectivism because that's evil collectivism, yeah, you know a society that works for all how about if this goddamn corona my 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 necklace is is twisted that's why I'm doing that um if this goddamn coronavirus doesn't show us all how much we are connected. The entire earth is connected. You think it's just connected by a virus? That's the only thing that connects us? We're all connected. And that's why I say when someone is homeless, when someone can't get health care, when someone's hungry, we're all sick. We all suffer from that. And that's why the only way through it is to leave no one behind. That's the only sane ideology. Leaving no one behind. There's nothing more clear, there's nothing more true to the heart than that. And they know it. We know it. So, you gotta get objectivism? F you! I'm looking at anran.org. This bitch has a website? Still? Anran, the sociopath, the one who loved the 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 murdering child murderer, William Hickman. Advancing your potential. Ayn Rand wrote volumes urging people to be selfish. What? Aren't people already too selfish? Just do whatever you feel like. Be a thoughtless jerk and exploit people to get ahead. Easy, right? Except that acting thoughtlessly and victimizing others, Rand claims, is not... In your self-interest, bullshit. She also said altruism is e- is evil. What a sick, d- twisted, dumb bitch. What Rand advocates is an approach to life. It's sort of like some bullshit approach that you might find where in some, uh, some, some twisted cult. Where at the end of the line, you end up taking a bottle of whatever to go meet the uh, Hailbot comic. I mean, comic. <laughs> Comet! Where you go, let me do that again. I didn't plan to say that like that. It came out. Comic. Where you go, you take your uh, poison to go meet the Hailbot Bop Comet. Not that it matters. Why am I talking like that? Follow reason, not whims of faith or faith. Okay, good. Tell it to your trump Tell it to the rest of the goddamn Republican Party. Oh, they only use that faith. Faith is—they only twist it like they twist everything else. They found a—as far as um, appealing to evangelicals or people of faith— what the hell is people of faith, dum dums who who follow a con man? They found a group of people that were gonna be e- that that are easily manipulated. So okay, they adapt their ideology. They'll say, oh okay, yeah, we love Jesus. But if they found out that it was, if they could get more bang for their buck out of appealing to atheism. Let's say, they would be the most atheist people you've ever seen like Twitler says it's the most you've never no one's ever seen it you'd never they would abandon Jesus as quick as you could say uh, I wash my hands of this so what is does what does objectivism follow reason not whims or faith work hard to achieve a life of purpose and productiveness this all means nothing well okay Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. What is this? What is this bullshit? Earn genuine self-esteem. Okay. Pursue your own happiness as your highest moral aim. Yeah, of course, because if you're happy, who gives a shit about anybody else? What if you're a sociopath? Okay, as long as you could be happy. Who cares the masses? What are the masses? But nothing to be ground under foot to be used, right? Masses are to be used. Let me see if I can find that quote. Hmm, why can't I find it? Let me see. What are I know I wrote about this. Whatever. I'm not going to find that. To be crushed. Ah, damn it. What's somebody find that fucking quote? This is what I'm talking about. That's why I say become a patron. I'm so pissed off today about life. Maybe it's just my life <laughs> that I'm fucking pissed off about. That I have to sit here going, please become a patron. <laughs> Please become a patron. Polly want a cracker. Like, oh, fucking shit. Become a patron, please. I like the patrons. What do you want me to say? And I can't do it without them. But the fact is, we just don't have enough of them. We have the early adopters of Terror Buster. And I don't understand, actually, the other thing. It's like, how do these other people get so many patrons so quickly? And they get a platform. If I I couldn't do it though, that's the thing. I couldn't sit here and not be myself and not pedal, not ped. What am I peddling? Like I couldn't sit there and pedal the fucking bullshit. I don't know conservatism. I don't know. I really couldn't. So but we're in a, we're in a minority within a minority you know what i mean we're in a we're in the underdog in the underdog we are we but let me explain that as soon as i said that in my mind was like we're not the minority we're not we are the we're in the majority except we don't have power that's the thing and the thing that's really unfortunate frankly is that What's getting to me, I guess, mostly today, besides everything else, what's really getting to me today is the... Okay, I'm going to lose patrons just saying this. Is the, the fucking fake ass... Is the fake... I'm trying not to curse either. The, face, the fake... You see how successful it's going, right? The fake... Democrats. I want to start calling them fake Democrats instead of corporate Democrats or establishment Dems. They're fake Dems. What what do they stand for? I'm still waiting. I haven't received any intel on my question that I pose constantly. What does it mean when Joe Biden says I'm a real Democrat? What does that mean? I'm voting for Biden because he's a real Democrat. Please explain. Somebody I'm asking this sincerely. I really am. Can somebody please, maybe somebody on the chat, explain to me what that means. I'm a real Democrat. What does that mean? What do you stand for? Doesn't the Democratic Party, they're supposed to be the party of the people. So why is it that we, we're we in the boat that we're in? Why is it that we are in an economy that works for the 1%? And for 40 years, we went from the most to the least upwardly mobile. How did that happen? And how, why is it okay? What is this? Um, what does a Democrat fight for then? If not for, I mean, what do they fight for? Because to me, it looks like I'm, uh, the hypocrisy is getting to me. Okay. They go after Bernie. Everybody knows I love Bernie. And everybody knows I keep saying this. And today I was actually thinking about myself, you know, about a hypocrisy. Am I being a hypocrite? Um, yeah, I mean, about saying I'll vote for Joe Biden. Because so, some people will, they'll be like, of course. No, I mean, the, the point, then I was saying, I was trying to talk myself down off the ledge. Is it a hypocritical hypocritical vote? No, it's, it is really a holding-my-nose vote. And also, I it's also understanding that the, the system is broken. It totally is broken. And when voting for somebody like Biden, even though I'm very concerned, we all know this, I'm concerned he's going to lose because he sucks. He's a shitty candidate. He sucks as a candidate. He's got a lot of baggage. And it's not, just because we're not talking about, not we're, okay, They're just because they're not talking about it on the corporate media, on the so-called liberal media, doesn't mean they're not talking about it on the right wing, and they are. They're talking about Joe Biden's sexual assault cases coming out all over the place. Of course they are. But they're not talking about it on the Democratic so-called on on MSNBC, they're not talking about it there. Why? Because they've all decided Biden's the guy. I don't know why. Of everyone, they had to pick him. The I mean, really, come on, the doltard, the friggin', the one with the sexual assault history, the one with the same. Weaknesses that Hillary had going going up against Trump with NAFTA, CAFTA, Iraq War—all of those bad votes that he regrets, oh so regrets, no more than the, the, those who are in the cold early graves, though. So regret, they, no one regrets it more than the mothers of the dead sh- soldiers, the families left behind that have to grieve that know that their sons and daughters died for a fucking lie. So disgusting, really, when you think about it. I mean, when you don't think about it. It really is. Why is it okay for somebody to send other people's children to die for a lie and say, oh, I really regret that vote now? And we are all, okay, all's forgiven. Don't, don't you think? It doesn't matter what Trump, because we know that Trump is a liar. We know that he, he, he says he was against the Iraq war from the beginning, and we know that's bullshit. It does not matter. He's a liar. He will lie about it, and many will believe it. And that's why I cannot believe every single goddamn day, all morning, The other day, and I talk about it every day here because, what? Where else are we going to talk about it? They don't do it on the corporate media. They have. We talk about the institutional memory, or, or even our blind spots. I know we all have blind spots. And what I was saying, what happened? YouTube went out. I just got a text saying YouTube went out. Is that true? Are we still playing? Uh, beep, 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 Let me see. Video unavailable. I'm still seeing it going. Maybe refresh your screen. Refresh. Are we still playing? Everybody's YouTube is okay. I just... Hold on. Refresh your screen. This is my friend, Shannon. I've known her for many years. That's why she has my phone number. And she just texted me. Everyone says it's okay. Says it's still going. All right. Where was I? Where was I? Sometimes that happens. I understand, but she's she's getting the the video unavailable screen like that we get when I do something that where they kick me off where place play a video. That's I didn't play any videos though. That's the thing. So everybody sees me. It's her. She needs to refresh. I told her just refresh the damn screen. All right. Yeah. Anyway, what was I gonna say? Where was I before I was rudely interrupted? No, I'm just kidding. Um, I want to hear if, obviously, if there's, um, any, if the things are not working. Obviously, she, she thought that the whole thing went down. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And don't forget to like and subscribe and hit the freaking thumbs up. You know what I mean? This is what I'm saying. I'm going to get a parrot on my shoulder. Become a patron. You know, and become, um, just become a patron and tell your friends and also share it and shit like that. I don't know. If you are so inclined, I don't know. Maybe we will have a daily show. I wish we would, frankly, because I'm exhausted. But here's the thing because of, I'm just, this is my own personal thing. Um, because we have to get patrons. I have to keep a roof over this head that we don't make enough money to keep everything going to do a daily show so i have to get uh, i have i have to support everything out of my own pocket so i have to constantly hustle work you know what i mean and uh, that's what i'm saying other work besides this this is why it's very frustrating if i it's almost like if you had if you could do a daily show you'd have more patrons but if you can't do a daily show until you have more patrons so you're in that catch 22 and i haven't had a vacation i don't know when i'll probably die and never get out of the tri-state area that's i mean i should probably just resign myself to that it's okay we don't get vacations here anyway like like uh joe scarborough says we're driven like borrowed mules. but i get it all right i'm is that a complaint i don't know I'm just sharing with my friends on the Terrorbuster chat room my frustrations and challenges. And it's not like all uh, peaches and cream up here in Terrorbuster Central. You know what I mean? Who needs a vacation, right? There's no vacation in hell. And here we are. We're living in it. And what else? Yeah, I mean vacation. I, the last time I went away, I wasn't really... Away. I went to... That friggin' Minds event, that's... And I wasn't even on a vacation. Where did I go? I got to stay in a hotel, which I enjoyed. My You know, because somebody else made the bed. And I was working, basically. So, it doesn't matter. Whatever. And the other thing that I say, too, even... I'm saying this to myself. I would say this to my shrink. It's that I... You know, not. it's not being morose. It's everything, whatever. I'm going to die. You're going to die. We're all going to die. And it's all, it's not even going to matter. You know what I mean? Why am I stressing out? We do the best we can. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying it to be like morose and why bother? It's sort of like you do the best you can with the time you have and ultimately... That's it. Life is a life is just a dream in a sense. And uh but of course we all want to make a difference. That's I guess whatever. It's true though. And that's why I feel like we're here for this such a short period of time that we share this blip of time together and it's really dis- depressing and distressing to watch to watch it go to hell. To watch such a I don't know. Uh, potential, go to hell. Because the thing is that our our founding principles, right? The founding document. The, uh, the although yes, re- created by hypocrites and racists and misogynists, and uh, who also committed mass genocide. But whatever. Um, nobody's perfect. Anyway, they. Um, That it's sort of this is our founding documents are the only, it's we're the only country that has a founding document that mentions happiness, the pursuit of happiness, and that's a good place to start, frankly. And I really wish maybe if we were more enlightened, if we were a more enlightened society, and perhaps maybe one day we'll be there. Probably not in my lifetime, but where we uh, will realize that that is really the most important value. It's not it's not the greed of the one percent. It's not keeping uh, the economy running for the one percent. If an economy. okay, this is the point. Everything it is about happiness. So, what's the if we don't have sick pay, we don't have vacation, we don't have retirement security, we don't have living wages or health care? How are, are we ever going to how are you going to pursue happiness? Republicans say, "Oh well, yeah, not, nothing is guaranteed. We you have the right to pursue happiness, of course." But if our whole founding principle Is the pursuit, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, shouldn't we be doing all we can to help facilitate it? How can you be happy and free if you can't leave a job because you can't leave your health insurance? How are you free if you can't go to the doctor when sick? You're certainly not happy. How are you free? If you can't if you got to declare that uniquely american medical bankruptcy if you're sick that's ridiculous what we should be doing is leaving no one behind Bef- before I get going on this t- rant it's not a rant i mean i hear i listen to tom hartman a lot and he always calls it rants he calls i this is give your whatever people call it he just says, "Oh, that I went off on that rant. Do that rant. You have you have a minute to rant. I hate that. I don't know why I just said that. Probably because I do listen to Hartman. I, I hate it. It's not a rant. It's not a rant. Everything. It's uh, your. It it's calling it a rant almost delegitimizes it as something off base or something out of like awful in left field, but." I just want to say thank you, Jim, for the super chat. Before I get going, I can't. I can't believe I've been going for for a half hour and I haven't even gotten going. It's been really therapy for me. Thank you. This is therapy for the resistance. It's really my therapy. So thank you. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. Thank you, Jim. He's he. Could, every every show, he does a super chat. I just can't. I can't believe it. And I'm really appreciative. Thank you so much. That means a lot. I'm, I'm looking at the chat. Hartman is great when he's not platforming anti-vaxxers. Who's an anti-vaxxer on his show? And Tom Hartman was calling for blue state secession? Really? When? I know. Bob Kincaid doesn't like that. That's the thing. Um, I feel bad. Sometimes I say the same thing. We should why don't they f and secede? I really believe that. We would be a hell of a lot better off if these red states just got the F out of here. They can go and they can go touch their faces all day long, all night, if they want. They can all gather in their churches or their Trump rallies and touch their faces. And we can he be here in blue state, normal, P- no, we're, so relatively normal people want to live, and we can p- practice our uh, science and shit like that. So I get it, but then I think about I feel bad with because I I know very nice people who live in the red states. It sucks, but yeah, I know it's beautiful, very beautiful parts of West Virginia. But I hear you. It's, uh, we've entirely given too much power, too much compromise, too many, too many, uh, reaching across the aisle and getting things done, so to speak, which is really what I was gonna talk about tonight, too. And I know I was like, should I talk about this because I'm gonna lose more patrons? (laughs) What little patrons we have, we're going to – they're going to roll out of here saying, this isn't helpful. But I want to – there was this article, Thomas Friedman, this is everything. Okay, okay, today. I'm just going to get into it. Whatever. Let it – let the chips fall where they may. Um, I don't know if you saw Joe Biden called Trump or Trump called Biden. Who the hell knows? By, of course, Trump is easily manipulated and, and easily played. That's why he's, he sucks. He's not a leader. He's a follower. There's never been a bigger follower in life than Donald F. and Trump. He's not a leader. Leaders lead. He wants accolades. He wants to be liked. He wants the leaders to like him. And not, not good leaders, not decent people. He wants scumbags. He wants to be one of the boys. He wants to be in with the in crowd, but the bullies, the scumbags, the people who steal your lunch money, the, the, when you're a kid and you're walking with your lunch tray and they knock your tray out of your hand. That's who he wants to be pals with. He's a coward. He's one of the cowards who wants to hang out with the fellow cow- cowards who kick down on people because they think it's fun. That's what Donald Trump is. He's not a leader. And he sucks. He's a liar, too. And I don't want to go on I will, though, after. We there's so many things to talk about. Like uh, for instance, once again, the corporate media plopped a freaking camera in front of Twitter and let it roll for hours every single day. Today included. Every day. Lies, lies, lies. All morning they complain about He's lying in the press conference, and then they, they play the press conference all evening to discuss what, and they just let it rip because they're not cutting into the press conference while he's, while he's laying these eggs, these lying eggs all over the floor, these stinking ass, he's laying these stink bombs in the middle of the room. Nobody's saying anything. He's just lying, saying that, Voting by mail is very bad. It's because uh, you could cheat. Bullshit. These are verifiable facts that are that uh, that's not true. He says the post office is lo- losing billions and billions and billions of dollars because they don't know what they're doing. And no, it's not. They're losing billions of dollars. And oh, of course, he's are because of the bad deals they made with all these delivery, like Amazon, that's not true. That's absolutely not true. They're if they're losing money. In fact, the Amazon deal is a bright light in the post office. They're making money off of that deal, and the reason the post office struggles, if it struggles at all, it wouldn't be struggling. They they struggle because. In When George Bush was president, the filthy Republicans put a poison pill into the post office because they hate the post office. Because not only does it have the largest unionized workforce, it also connects every single community. And Republicans hate the community. It fosters a a community spirit that Republicans hate. They want you to be divided with your... They don't want your communities connected. They want everybody divided. Of course they do. And there's a lot of money to be made. You don't... uh, If you privatize the, the, the post office, it's a federal agency. They don't like that. They just on principle hate it. That's because they hate democracy and America. If it works they they have to break it this is what they do and that's what they did with the post office in 2006 they put in a poison pill into the post office requiring the post office to pay 75 years of health benefits pre, pre prepay them so people who were never born they have to pay health for the health uh, and retirement benefits let me see here. This is how disgusting the filthy the Republicans are. Did you think that the corporate media said anything about that? Well, they, they just let him lie. They let him up there and lie. So that's why I'm saying. This is the liberal media. I, I'm so sick of it. This is why this country is rolling around down down the tubes. We're down the bowl. We're swirling. We're just about to go down for good. Because we have a a feckless bullshit corporate media that does nothing. That is nothing but a profit making je, je, a profit revenue uh, for the top. They don't give a shit. They're not out to inform you. You that's not their job. They wanna. They're making money. That's it. They're not there to inform you. Fuck that. So of course, why would they stop? Oh, of course they're going to put a camera in front of the con man because all day they'll have the pundits are going round and round in the circle, jerk, talking about how much it's offensive and how lie, lie-riddled it was. So why are you inflicting it on us? Sickening. In 2006, the disgusting Republican fascist party, rec- uh, at a, with a voice vote in the middle of the night, approved the, what's it called, the UPS, uh, well, no, 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 this is the, uh, where, what was it called? It doesn't matter. The Postal Accountability and Enhancement Act required the UPS to create a $75 billion fund to pay for the cost of its post-retirement health care costs 75 years into the future. This burden applies to no other private agency, no other federal agency, no other, other private corporation. No one would do that. Who the fuck? Who the hell plays? for for benefits for people who haven't been born when people who are born don't have shit but they had to hobble the post office because if something is is fixed they got to break it that's what they do i hate them so of course you know people like bernie sanders they're trying to pass this remedy a, uh, the UPS Fairness Act re- to repeal the albatross around the neck of the U.S. Postal Service. Um, it's Nothing's happened, of course. This is uh, H.R. 2382. What do you think will happen? What do you think Trump will do? Let's see. Latest action was in the Senate in February of 2020 received in the Senate well there you go it's going it going it's going to die in the Senate well Bernie wasn't involved in this he's in the Senate but he has been talking about the he's been talking about um, repealing this uh, Republican bill why would you uh, in fact the the post office is doing great it always has. People like the post is also the most trusted federal agency. It's always at the top of the list, the post office. But they want to destroy it. That's why. I mean, they used to have you could make a career. You know, you're not living uh, on top of the world, living looking down on creation constantly. But you could, you could have a nice, decent union job and live. And uh, my mother worked for the post office. In fact, many people in my family work for the post office. Still, my my cousin is a postal. You know, he's a mailman, and yeah, it's just that they uh, they hate the post office. You could, but now they put all these temps in there too. That's the thing. They don't hire people. That's the new normal. You know, the gig economy. So they got gig workers in the post office. So they don't give a shit. They, these are people, they don't make the, the, um, they don't make the same salary and you don't get to, it's like, you're a nothing, you're a temp. You're, you fill in if somebody, whatever. And maybe the, they, they I, I don't even know the rules, I have to ask my cousin what the situation is, but there's a lot of problems because people, you know, they have, they don't have their heart in it. They're not there to make a career out of it. They're not there for the long haul. That used to be a job that people wanted to do. They wanted to get into the post office so they could have a they knew they would always have a job. They would always have a decent salary and a union that protected them and then benefits and retirement security. What the hell is wrong with that? And why shouldn't they? Why shouldn't they have a decent salary? Why shouldn't they be proud of what they do? You know what I mean? Had take ownership in the fact that you're connecting the communities, that there used to be that spirit. you know These Republicans always talk, oh, remember how it used to be? They don't like how it used to be. They really don't. They only like how racist it used to be, how sexist it used to be. They don't like if it ever used to be that the American worker, the working class, was 35% unionized. They don't like that how it used to be. They don't like the workers getting too uppity. And it's not just, I mean, it's the conservative way. But, holy shit, I went off on a tangent. I said I wasn't going to do it. I said I was going to put a pin in the post office and come back to it in a minute. But, it doesn't matter. This is a terror buster. You go where you go. What was I going to talk about, though? Oh, yeah, he lies. About, here's, here's his, here's Twitler's lie. About the post office. All small businesses, not just the
2: businesses with whom they
1: have existing. They'll be doing that. But we're also working with small community banks,
3: so they will be doing that. It's a question I've already spoken about. I mean, in many cases, they have long term relationships with thousands of companies. Uh, The
2: local DC CBS station
4: that you
3: personally. So these internet companies that give their stuff to the Postal Service packages. And I don't know why they're not. You know, I don't run the postal service. You have a group of people, so-called independent people, and they run it. But these packages are—they uh, deliver. They lose money every time they deliver a package for Amazon or these other internet not true. companies. These other companies that deliver—they drop everything in the post office. And they say you deliver it, and uh, That's if they raise the prices by actually a lot. Then you'd find out that the post office could make money or break even, but they don't do that, and I'm trying to figure out why. These you are ain't independent to figure boards out shit. appointed by other administrations there He's sort waiting of for Laura
1: Ingram to come on tonight to tell him what he thinks. He ain't figuring out shit. Trump claims the post office is losing billions because of Amazon. It's bullshit. Amazon is giving them more work. There's more they this is what the 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 line was before they would say oh nobody mails letters anymore because of email that's why the post office is going down and they're losing money but it was always because of the poison pill republican bill always you think the corporate media would talk about that you why are we why do we know about this and the average american citizen doesn't know this Could it be because every time they turn on the television, there's nobody, there's nothing but lies and pundits jerking each other off about nothing? Not really giving any information, not, or or really just peddling the corporate line. Why would, I mean, really, I guess, why would a giant transnational corporation like Comcast or Verizon rail against the attacks on the post office when perhaps they would benefit from the post office being dismantled. They see an opportunity there. So why would they talk about it? Why would they tell the American people that the Republicans are lying to you again, pulling the wool over your eyes, and, uh, you know, uh, destroying the post office deliberately? With these bills, the it's uh, imagine it's basically it's amazing, not imagine, but it's it, to the credit of the post office that it's still going despite the Republicans doing what they've done, despite the filthy Republicans, the conservatives screwing with it, and there's many and the other ways and uh, uh, Bernie Sanders always talked about the post office. How the and when he spoke about the post office when it was really having trouble in the beginning when the Republicans did this to the post office when they enacted this bullshit bill and uh, one of the things he he wants to do is open up the post office to become a local bank too for people who don't have you know for low income you don't have to go to a check cashing place you can check cash your check you can get. Uh, banking services there as well. That would be a way for the post office to make some money. And that's one of the things that, of course, Republicans, they don't want to do that. I'm sure that there are plenty of fake, fake-ass fake Democrats that don't want to do it either. So the post office, and uh, as far as Amazon, the reason why they give packages to the post office is because in many cases, the, the post office goes where Amazon or, or these for-profit corporations won't go. They don't go to the bottom of the Grand Canyon on a mule train. That's what the post office does. There's an, a Native American tribe that lives in the bottom the, of the canyon of the Grand Canyon. And, you know, because it's not about profit. It's about connecting all the communities. All of them, whether it's profitable or not. Sort of like the Tennessee Valley Authority. Where, oh, okay, um, FDR decided that the rubes shouldn't sit in the dark. Coming up with conspiracy theories to, to overthrow the government. They should get some lighting. Maybe they would also enlighten their minds, but he was a little bit off base. Oh, my God. But... They just. This is what pisses me off. So before the um, they they cut to Twitler's lie riddled, lie fest, his daily br- briefing. Why? Why? He's spreading misinformation. Before they cut to this, the, what's his face? Chuck Todd goes on. We're uh, standing by for. The president's press conference, and he'll he'll be here. Whatever in a couple of minutes. As soon as we see that blue door open, we're gonna cut. But I believe that uh, you know, if he starts going uh, overly political, we'll we'll be standing by. So okay. Oh, I guess you're. They might be hearing some criticism because honestly, I've been saying this from the beginning. Why are they? Why are they playing this goddamn? press conferences lie fest and no nobody listened to me but other i'm hearing this other places so i've heard it um i don't know who was saying probably tom hartman was saying it but then who else said it i heard somebody else maybe it was a guest on um one of the msnbc shows but anyway yeah why they're getting some criticism about playing this live, live... Why? Why are you doing it, corporate media? They did it to... They had to inflict Twitler on us. You know, he's not good for America, but he's good for CBS, as Les Moonves says, right? They had to do it. And they're doing it to us again. Now they're inflicting... I mean, they... It's... Uh, was it inflicting? Yeah, it's. it is kind of. The Joe Biden thing. Honestly, the fix is in. We understand that. They they want Joe Biden. They, and here's the thing. I have many things to talk about today. A couple of things. But, um... Wait a minute. Something just started playing in my ear. Yeah. Um... What's really annoying is... The hypocrisy. The, uh, uh, honestly. Okay. A couple of, so for the last however many days, um, it's, what's his name? Uh, what was I going to say? The, you know, I'm trying to formulate it in my mind. Here. Okay. The, all these sexual assault allegations coming out against Joe Biden. We, this is not anything new. It's been going on for a while. It's not something that they don't know about the democrats don't seem to care though and by doing that by not caring they basically set the whole women's movement the me too movement back by 50 years or more it's uh it's really the hypocrisy is what's the problem it's astonishing to hear Alyssa Milano go on. Now, she was the, such a champion of the Me Too movement when it was going after Judge Kavanaugh, or Justice now, fuck him, uh, frat boy Cav. She was so, so concerned about women being heard. Believe women, remember? But now that it's Joe Biden, where are the Democrats? These are the same Democrats that they pushed Al Franken out for what? Oh, he, he touched my ass. He, he, I don't know. That's what he. they, uh, I, uh, he touched my ass at a photo event and he had a picture because he's a comedian on tour with a picture of somebody sleeping and she felt very uncomfortable 20 years later. Okay. So they had to rally and get him out? How fasted what's his what's her face? Chris Kirsten Gillibrand. Wait a minute, who's texting me? I'm sorry. People text me during the show. And uh yeah. They might want to refrain from that. <laughs> You know what I mean? But anyway, yeah. From, let me, let me play a couple of videos here. Here's annoying. Here, Alyssa Milano is annoying. Here's Alyssa Milano talking about, where is she? Here she is on Judge Kavanaugh.
2: You were invited as a guest of Senator Dianne Feinstein to be there at the hearing. Why was it important for you to be there? Oh, so many reasons, but uh, I think most of all, I, I don't believe that that any man's uh, misogyny should take precedent over uh, a survivor's
1: humanity. Oh, except when that survivor is talking about a Democrat, really. So let me play uh, the uh, reaction. I don't know if you remember Lucy Flores. Now, this someone, the latest person is Tara Reid. But a couple of months ago, this woman, Lucy Flores, she's a candidate for what was she? Lucy. Let me see. According to a woman, says Biden assaulted her in 1993. Okay, that's Tara Reed. Where's Flores? It's hard to keep them all straight, right? Multiple women have said that Biden touched them in many ways. This is from Vox uh, by Anna North. Okay, multiple women have said that Biden touched them in many ways that made them feel uncomfortable. Reports of creepy behavior by Biden, like standing too close to women for photo ops, having have have circulated for years, treated by some as little more than a joke. But those reports received more serious attention after Lucy Flores, a former candidate for lieutenant governor of Nevada, wrote in March of 19, I mean, of 2019, uh, that Biden had kissed her on the neck and the head and the back of the head at a campaign event in 2014. I couldn't move and I couldn't say anything, Flores wrote. I wanted nothing more than to get Biden away from me. After that, other women spoke out to report similar experiences. Amy Lapos, for example, said that at a 2009 fundraiser, Biden touched her face and rubbed noses with her. And in April, Reed told the Union, a California newspaper, that Biden touched her several times in ways that made her feel uncomfortable, and that her duties in his Senate office were reduced after she refused to serve drinks at an to, yes to serve drinks at an event. She said he wanted her there because he liked her legs. Oh, that's so un. It's just it's so difficult to believe that a powerful white man would use his position of power to abuse women and objectify and and treat them like uh, like their own personal uh, sex objects. I mean, I never heard anything. So outrageous. Biden didn't specifically respond to Reid's allegation, but in a video in early April, he said, I shake hands, I hug people, I grab men and women by the shoulders and say, you can do this. However... He also said that the boundaries of protecting personal space have been reset and pledged to change his behavior. Since then, the allegations by women have not come up much on the debate stage or the campaign trail, and Biden is likely to be the Democratic nominee for president. But on Tuesday, Rees' allegation came to the fore again when Grimm reported on its general outline in The Intercept. Then on Wednesday, Halper released her interview on her podcast, The Katie Halper Show. In it, Reid says that in 1993, when she was in her 20s working for Biden, another staffer asked her to bring him a gym bag at the U.S. Capitol. When she did, she says, he pushed her against the wall in a secluded area and be- began kissing her and reached under her skirt to penetrate her with his fingers. After she pulled away, she said he responded with something along the lines like, come on, man, I heard you liked me. Reid said Biden also said something that sticks with her today. You're nothing to me. <laughs> Those words affected me the most, almost more than the assault, she said, because he had, she had so much respect for him before. In addition to Beddingfield's statement, the Biden campaign also released a statement from Marianne Baker, an executive assistant to Biden from 1982 to 2000. In all my years working for Senator Biden, I never once witnessed or heard of or received any reports of inappropriate conduct, period, not from Miss Reed or not from anyone. These clearly false allegations are in complete contradiction to both the inner workings of our Senate office and the man I know and work so closely with for, for two decades. Reed, for her part, said she didn't include the, uh, the assault allegation when she spoke last year because the harassment was easier to talk about in part because others had witnessed it. I wanted to share the whole thing, but at the same time, I was too scared. I just wasn't quite ready. Since then, Grimm has contacted Reed's friend and brother, both of whom said she told them about the alleged assault by Biden in 1993. Woefully, I didn't encourage her to follow up. Her brother told The Intercept, I wasn't one of her better advocates. I said, let it go and move on. Guys are idiots. Earlier this year, though, Reed decided she wanted to speak out publicly about the assault. She reached out to Time's Up, an anti-harassment organization launched as the Me Too movement rose to prominence to see if she can get legal representation. However, Grimm reports, the organization said it didn't support her because Biden is a candidate for federal office and doing so could jeopardize its nonprofit status, the Times Up Legal Defense Fund, which is administered by the or administered by the National Women's Law Center, has countered that it did offer to help read. The center's vice president of communications said in a statement on Friday that we helped misread as much as we could within the guardrails that necessarily shape our work provided her with information to connect with attorneys and other resources. The Time's Up Legal Defense Fund is the first of its kind. Above all else, we prioritize survivors and their quest to seek justice, but can't do it if our nonprofit status is in any way threatened. So you can't charge someone who's, uh, you can't, you can't, uh, it's basically uh, protecting Powerful men in powerful positions. You can't go after or uh, uh, it's it's really uh, an anathema to the very thing they pledge to be all about. Anyway, unable to get legal help, Reed told Vox she decided to write about her experience on, on Medium in January. She did not state an allegation of sexual assault then, but said that I have not told the whole story. What occurred between Biden and myself, I kind of feel at, like a weight was lifted when I did the interview. Now I'm ready to walk away, and everyone wants me to walk away. Mainstream media didn't cover Reed's assault allegation. Part of the reason Reid sought legal help, she told Vox, was because she faced harassment when she initially came forward. She also faced scrutiny of, into her background, in particular— Critics pointed to a now-deleted Medium post in which Reid called Putin a compassionate and caring visionary leader and said to President Putin, I say keep your eyes on the beautiful future and maybe America will come to see Russia as I do with eyes of love. In the same post, she wrote that she left government work in her 20s in part because I love Russia with all my heart and could not stand... To watch the deception and xenophobia that came from my own American government. Uh, well, I mean, honestly, what does that have to do with? It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Somebody says she likes Russia. Fine. Um, that still doesn't mean that Joe Biden didn't uh, cross the b- line with her. That all over this country, especially people from his generation, this is somebody that we have pictures of him sniffing people's hair standing behind a woman smelling her hair we have video of this this is what he does he thinks that's a, an appropriate way to act who's to say I mean come on and that's the whole thing even the, in this this Tara Reid allegation she there is contemporaneous validation she went to her brother and her friend and talked about it and they said, let it go. Guys are, are dicks. That's how they act. So that's uh, usually what ha- you know, you're That's what they do. They go and they try to find corroborating, contemporaneous validation. And that's what they did with Kavanaugh. That's what they did with Anita Hill. Remember when Anita Hill was on the stand, what did Joe Biden do? He prevented three other women from having their day in front of the hearing, corroborating exactly the same abuse that Anita Hill had endured. Oh, he regrets that, too, though. So come on, give me a break. This is a guy that grew up, that he was a young, the youngest senator. Of course, what do you think? Are you serious? If men are jerks, men are this or men are that, that it's uh, not out of the ordinary. It's not something that's so far-fetched to believe that a powerful man of his generation who now is rethinking, setting of boundaries, didn't know his boundaries. Especially with powerless and underlings who are working for him. Are you serious? Give me a break here. But anyway, here's Lucy Flores on MSNBC.
5: It was just so sudden and, and unaware, and it came from nowhere. Um, I felt these hands on my shoulders, and i 'm thinking okay that 's odd, and the Vice President of the United States is touching me, um, but you know nothing I guess too out of the ordinary. but then I felt him get closer. He leaned in and was like right behind me on my body, and he leans down. Smells my hair and then plants this big long kiss on the top of my head, and it just happened so suddenly. I, I really didn't even know how to respond. And in my brain, I just kept thinking, uh, "The Vice President of the United States is smelling me. The Vice President of the United States is touching me. He's kissing me, and and I just don't. I just don't know what to do. And I have kind of felt frozen. Do you think that the intentions of the Vice President at the time uh, count? for anything, if he, you know, did not have uh, malicious uh, or ill-considered intentions? That's essentially what he's saying in his statement, or do you think that doesn't matter? That doesn't matter. The, the intention, and, and for the record, I don't believe that it was a bad intention. I, I'm not in any way suggesting that I felt sexually assaulted or sexually harassed. I felt invaded. I felt that there was a violation of my personal space. Violated.
1: Okay. Here we now, are. wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I hit the wrong button. I made it go forward by accident. This is really why I wanted to... So this, this uh, Lucy Flores was on another MSNBC show. This was a couple months ago. And... This is actually morning, Joe. And we all know how Mika is a major apologist for Joe Biden. She's been in the tank. They've all been in the tank. The one good thing, frankly, about the coronavirus is that I no longer have to endure the corporate media incessant bashing of Bernie. It's not it's not that it hasn't subsided. It hasn't. But it's not as incessant. So and and relentless, All the time. That's all that's all they did. Corporate media just bashing Bernie, the only candidate who doesn't have a history of sexual assault. The only camera uh, uh, as far as the two who are left, let's say. The only thing any woman has come forward to say is that Joe, I mean, uh, Bernie Sanders. Came, you know, (laughs) tried to give her health care. No one's ever come forward and said, Bernie Sanders sexually assaulted me. But the thing, it's not that, okay, it's the entire package and the hypocrisy. Uh, uh, that's that's really uh, alarming. I obviously, because this is what I was thinking about my earlier, in my own mind, I was saying, I know all of this about Joe Biden and I'm still going to vote for him. Yeah, I guess, I guess I, I, and what does that say about me though? That's what I was thinking. Am I a hypocrite? Am I, but then I'm just one vote. I'm in New York. Obviously it's a blue. Well, not obviously. I always say obviously. And then I'm like, it's not obvious, but it's, uh, what does it matter? Um, the Democrat will probably win, And, um, I don't know. It's just, I mean, when in this state, but the whole system is effed up and it feels insurmountable because not only are we have such a, such powerful interests behind the status quo. And worse, worse than the status quo. They want oligarchy entrenched, but we also have um, other. It's like, uh, for instance, because of Republicans in in power now. Uh, I mean, I, I I'm wearing my Peter shirt, but I love you know go you know I love animals. I'm a big animal rights advocate. I would, I. I love animals. I said that three times, but the the fact is Republicans their remedy for abuse in factory farms is to make it illegal to videotape in factory farms. So, but Democrats don't do that. I know that Joe Biden in a position of authority in the presidential role is not going to Sign le- legislation, or maybe he won't sign. He won't undo um, animal rights laws. Things like that are a, uh, he He won't do things the that will, um, I, I don't know. This is, See, I'm justifying. But it's like, but that's my justification, though. He is better than the absolute fascism that we're dealing with. But it's almost insidious. So and but it matters. And, and but OK, I'm working it out. This is why it, it, it sounds like this. But it's like ultimately what what is really more disturbing, it's not that it's not just Biden because Biden is who he is. He is a corporate lick We know it from uh, sunup to sundown and every hour in between. So we understand that it's the rest of us. It's the people, it's the so-called Democrats that I am really concerned about. The way we move forward, because Biden is what he is. So is the entire establishment and the corrupt system. Yes, um, it, it's better when Democrats, fake-ass Democrats have power, because I, I mean, on some level. It's better, but they're almost more dangerous because they can do things like put Social Security on the table like Obama did, and they might get away with it, right? That's why we the people, people like us and our friends, the average people, have to be informed, but we're not, and that's why media is so important. And this is why I ask you to become a patron. Because we're not even, And as I was saying a couple of shows ago, we're not speaking truth to power here. Because power doesn't care about truth. It has no interest in the truth. It makes the truth. It tells you what the effing truth is. We're here to speak truth to other people who might have their minds open. Who maybe will wake up. And stop being the uh, the I just want to get back to brunch kind of dem, and be the kind of dem that is in that is all in, every goddamn day, and that's how you move things forward. It's not by pretending that uh, they're you know uh, pointing out the the two by four in somebody's eye while you got, uh, you know, one in yours. What's the whole goddamn, you know what I'm saying? Pointing out the flaws in others while look at yourself. Put the mirror up to your goddamn self and say, what part do I play? Why is it okay for this country to... Have um, one-third of the American people unable to retire? All, stuff like that. Does that matter? What's, uh, is, that, is it just you want to get back to brunch, Dems? And that's why I ask to the Democrats, because you got to assume that if someone's a Democrat, they ad- identify as a Democrat, this is somebody who is at least trying they're trying to be a good citizen. They're trying to like democracy. To be a uh, someone who's capable of functioning in democracy, they're tr- they're trying to. Uh, they assume themselves. If you ask, they tr- they're trying not to be racist. They're trying not to be homophobic. I'm not saying that everybody is perfect, of course. There are racists and homophobes everywhere, but they're. They're trying, right? But so those are the kind of people that you might be able to reach. You might be able to say, "Wake them up." And it's uh, it's this is why the establishment Democratic mechanism, the machine of the establishment Democratic Party, is so vehemently and violently opposed to Bernie Sanders, and by calling the bernie supporters to by marginalizing bernie supporters by vilifying us and the bernie supporters maybe you're not one but you know i'm saying us and by making it like this bernie bro meme this burn this bullshit bernie bro this bullshit which i i they, i know, have no doubt is from the whatever who It could be Russian bots, or maybe it's even the Democratic friggin' National Committee itself, but they uh, to marginalize and turn average people against, it's not just Bernie, it's the message, because that's what we're about. We're about propelling um, uh, this—we're really about leaving no one behind, about— Fulfilling the, the uh, FDR's second Bill of Rights about building on the promises of the great prosperity and, inc- and bringing it into the modern day. This is what we're about. That's the real Democratic Party. And we're, not only are we the real Democrats, why are we looking at this person? but where we are capable and uh you know of of actually leaving no one behind we are i believe carrying the mantle of FDR and that's why the effing DLC Democratic Party has to turn the average people against us against the real democrats because they're also they're also just like Republicans, they're two sides of the of the same coin. The Republicans are off the chart evil. They there is no doubt. But what does it say about the Democrats? What are they doing? What are they doing when they turn a blind eye to their own failings? And all I remember when um, they had the um, the Democratic debates, and they all got. I mean, of course, all the fake. The the Republicans on Morning Joe and on the corporate media were all saying, "Oh, you're uh, you're all eating your own." How um, what's a <laughs> you know? Um, you know, Harris came out saying that little girl was me and all this shit, and uh, they're saying, "Oh, you you're criticizing. Why should you criticize the Joe Biden and?" Uh, the, and it's uh, your—it's the circular firing squad. Is it really, though? But, or is it really an inventory that we have to take? And that's how you move forward. That's how you make yourself better. And you win support. The hypocrisy is what will turn people off. And that's why I'm talking about this Joe Biden sexual assault allegations that keep coming up. There's another one with the Tara Reid recently, uh, because it's the hypocrisy. The, the this is because we're not hearing it on the View or on uh, MSNBC or wherever the hell else people are watching. You know, so-called liberals are watching. Doesn't mean that it's not going on on the right wing, and it's really kind of sad to tell you the truth. Let me just resume this. I felt that there was a violation of my personal space. Violated. Listen to, Um, listen to Mika. The, make
5: excuses. Just, just make excuses. I felt that there was a violation of my personal space. Violated. Are we back. Did you believe us?:
4: That was Lucy Flores. All right. Look at her. Thanks I- for letting me know. So she felt uh, violated
1: is, is the word.: she- Can you believe the way she is so dismissive? So she felt violated.
4: Letting me know. So she felt uh, violated is, is the word she uses. That was Lucy Flores, the 2014 Democratic nominee for lieutenant governor of Nevada, detailing her allegation about Joe Biden's conduct and describing what she says happened at a campaign event attended by Biden five years ago. The former vice president responded, saying in part, quote, IN MY MANY YEARS ON THE CAMPAIGN TRAIL AND IN PUBLIC LIFE, I HAVE OFFERED COUNTLESS HANDSHAKES, HUGS, EXPRESSIONS OF AFFECTIONATE SUPPORT AND COMFORT. AND NOT ONCE, NEVER, DID I BELIEVE I ACTED INAPPROPRIATELY. IF IT IS SUGGESTED I DID, I WILL LISTEN RESPECTFULLY, BUT IT WAS NEVER MY INTENTION. I may not recall these moments the same way, and I may be surprised at what I hear, but we have arrived at an important time when women feel they can and should relate their experiences, and men should pay attention, and I will. Thank you, my lord. We should mention NBC News has not independently verified the specific incident took
1: place. Because why would you? Why would you even try? MSNBC hasn't specifically verified? Isn't that what you're supposed to do? What, What was stopping them? Pick up the phone. They had her on the show. They can independently verify. What, do some journalism. No, that's not what they're there for, you see.
4: They're there for this. This reviewed correspondence provided by Flores that appears
1: to corroborate that she discussed the incident. And she, just she alleges- listen to the venom dripping from her lips as she's reading her
4: teleprompter. AROUND THE TIME SHE SAYS IT OCCURRED. So, BUT, but HERE'S THE THING, EDDIE GLAD, uh, I'll, I'LL TAKE IT TO YOU. SHE FELT VIOLATED. Um, YEAH, YEAH. SO. I THOUGHT BIDEN'S STATEMENT WAS REALLY IMPORTANT. Well, OF COURSE she DID, BECAUSE AS WE honey. Um, DESCEND UPON THIS MOMENT, ME TOO, WHATEVER WE'RE GOING TO CALL IT, THINGS ARE CHANGING. And the way women feel in certain interactions are now being expressed by women. Certain. And men are having to edit, change their approach, perhaps really? even change their entire behavior, which is
1: not about... Yeah, it's not okay. If you won't go up behind a man and smell his hair and kiss him on the top of the head, then you shouldn't do that to a woman in a work setting. Simple. Simple. This ain't Mad Men anymore. Oh, they have to adjust. I'm sorry. And why is Mika? You know, know your value and all. She's so. She's she's just such a defender. Of uh, would she do the same for Kavanaugh? That's the thing. We all know. We believe women, but only when the accuser has a uh, is accusing a Republican. Is that it? This is the problem, you see. This is why you think that it's it's just about this particular thing? No. This is why the the American working class is now, I mean, the middle class is now 50% of below 50% of the population. It's it's this. Absolutely. The denial, the uh the the excuses. The 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 Choice to look the other way, to not look at yourself. How do you ever grow and get better? How, you Unless you, unless there are consequences and you say, this is working, that's not working. But if you only do it to opponents to gain some political advantage, if you're that so, if you're so much of a, if you're so, uh, you know, um, Cynical in that sense, then you're not doing us any favors. It's not helping.
4: Right. We're evolving as a society. But I guess what concerns me about this is the political nature of this announcement of this behavior, um, of this violation, so to speak. So to speak. I, what's your reaction to her story? So we have to take
6: seriously any claim, I think, about the invasion sure. of personal space. Uh, we saw Absolutely. it, for example, <laughs> uh, in the debate between uh, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton when he hovered behind her and many people felt uncomfortable just by him being there. Yeah. So well, it's I, just I a weird take, thing to do. It's a weird thing to do, but I want to take it seriously... Is it weird to
1: smell someone's hair?
6: That she felt that her face, her space was invaded. Violation is kind of strong, mm-hmm. but I want to take seriously that. I also want to say mm-hmm. this is that we're in a moment a cultural shift, and the cultural shift means that the lines are blurry. We haven't quite What's settled so on matters. yet. Settled on matters yet. Who?
1: What is so blurry about not going up behind someone in a work situation or otherwise, and and smelling their hair, and kissing the top of their heads? I don't get it.
6: What has happened is that, as you say, Mika, previous behavior can be thrown into a different light. And so I, I think of uh, uh, what happens when Jim Crow segregation collapses. And people right. who were raised under particular sets of conditions, under particular ways in which they interacted with folk, call people boy, uncle, aunt, suddenly those those ways of addressing are no longer acceptable. And people who were raised and reared under one set of conditions now how, have to figure out how to. Live under a different set of conditions, right? So we're in this right. moment of a cultural shift that we need to understand that things are going to be blurry, we're going to make mistakes, but it's a good thing that we're moving in, I think, in a positive direction. And then the last point I would make is this. There's the opposition research that's really, I think, um, uh, insidious in certain ways that we need to be mindful and critical of. But I want to say this, too, and I think there's some lazy thinking that happens in our society that relies on labels. Uh, we, instead of us thinking it, in a nuanced way and in a complex way, it's just easier to call someone a racist. It's easier to call someone a misogynist. It's easier to just simply throw out these labels, and that those labels will do the thinking for us. And part of what this... Anyway, traces-
1: whatever. Who cares? Um, the thing that goes on, though. So today... It's not today, but... A couple of days ago. Alyssa Milano, because she was the standard bearer of the Me Too movement. And she was on a, a show called Radio Andy explaining why she's silent. And she's and it's really, honestly, setting the entire Me Too movement back. I, I just wanted to play this. Yeah, what ha- what did you do that you were trending?
2: Um, so it's actually, it's actually quite a serious reason, okay. I think. Um, okay. so I've been, I endorsed Joe Biden.
6: Okay, good. And
2: good. there have been accusations against Joe, um, about sexual, ass- about a sexual assault. Right. And people and were saying, how so, can you do that? Because so I was, um, I have not publicly said anything about this. Um, If you remember, it kind of took me a long time to publicly say anything about about Harvey as well. Because I believe that um, even though we should believe women, and that is an important thing, and what that statement really means is, like, you know, for so long, the the go-to has been not to believe them. So really we have to sort of societally change that mindset to believing women. But that does not mean at the expense of not, um, you know, giving men their due process and, and I investigating like that. situations. I like that. This guy is I like really
1: that. trying to agree with her. He's tripping over himself to agree with her. But
2: not. I like that. Uh, you know, giving men all of a sudden she's all
1: about due process, and, and investigating like that. situations. I like um, that.
2: And and giving you know. It, it, it's got to be it's got to be it's got to be fair in in both directions. Okay. So, you know, I've been very vocal about um She's
1: really trying. Uh,
2: Biden and my support for for him, I've known him for a long time
1: and um I just he never sexually diligence assaulted diligence. her. That's because what it's about. It or made her uncomfortable. It's the hypocrisy, frankly.
2: Was that um and the, the article that sort of stood out to me was that Time's Up uh, decided not to take the case.
1: Because, you um, know why? Time's Up decided not to take the case. Because Anita Dunn, who is... Oh, let me see this. I had the whole thing written down. who Anita Dunn, who works for Joe Biden. She's a Joe Biden campaign, one of his... Um, campaign, um, I'm trying to remember if it was like uh, his one of his, um, of course he works for her, but he's, I mean she works for him, but she's on uh, she's a top advisor or something for his campaign, and she's. she works for the PR firm that is um, that is part of this Time's Up organization and Time's Up said that they can't pursue this this particular allegation because Joe Biden is running for presidential office and basically giving cover to every powerful man who has an accusation against him, as long as that powerful man is running for a powerful office.
2: And so, you know, that was I important to you that that meant,
6: I, well, maybe there's more to this story here.
2: Right, I did my work, and I and I spoke the times up, and I just don't feel comfortable throwing away a decent man that I've known for fifteen years. Yep, uh, throwing in away. In this, in this, they threw away Al Franken quick complete enough. Chaos without there being um, a thorough investigation. Yep. I'm sure that um, mainstream media would be jumping all over this um, as well if if. You know, if they we
1: weren't in a pandemic. Uh, oh, or oh, wait, wait, wait. Listen more, to this. Listen to this. <laughs> wait,
2: that um, mainstream media would be jumping all over this um, as well. If if, you know, if they we weren't
0: in a pandemic. Uh, oh, or yeah, if, if there was more something... if there was more credible, if there was
1: really so mainstream media, this is you, you hear this guy. He's really tripping over himself to agree with it. Oh, if we weren't in a pandemic. See, mainstream media would be jumping all over this if we weren't in a pandemic. No, and they, go, oh, no, no, no. If we weren't, if it was credible. Really? Have they seen the mainstream media? This is what pisses me off. Have, it doesn't matter though. They will twist themselves into any contortion to defend this undefen- indefensible candidate that they have pushed on the Democratic, on, on us that is the weakest candidate to go up against Twitler in this time of all of the candidates they had to pick him with as, the same flaws as Hillary and uh, not even the added excitement of voting for a woman for president with, with he could go toe to toe with him as far as sexual assault allegations, And it's unreal to me and really upsetting and concerning. But anyway, evidence you know, if, that was
2: if they found more evidence, if they or, found or evidence, they didn't even try kind of staying quiet about it. And she's staying yeah. quiet because, because staying
3: she's a hypocrite.
2: Um, you
3: Bernie were getting dragged on Twitter by Bernie.
2: Bros.
1: Yes. Oh, you're getting dragged on Twitter by Bernie bros. You see? It's us. It's Bernie bros. We're the only ones that have any integrity, I guess. Everybody else is allowed their hypocrisy. This is why we're in the boat. We're in. This is why one third of the American people can't retire. This is why we have candidates who are in the middle of a pandemic proposing policies that leave 10 million Americans without health care. This is why. This is the best we can do. And we're all going to resist, right? Resist, resist. This is resistance? How do you resist? What are we resisting? Because Trump is a madman. We, we're we supposed to take anything that they peddle, I guess. And it goes to show you, the, the thing that really got me, The of course, uh Yesterday, Uh, um, let me see if I have to play this at the end. Right,
2: they're they're calling me hypocritical for Uh, for not you you and saying that I'm a fake feminist and all of this. Oh my God, the Bernie Bros are horrible. Trying desperately to to you know to stand back and be sort of objective.
1: Trying desperately to stand back and hope that your hypocrisy isn't uh, too much rolled over the coals. For much longer because that's all you can only stand so much how can you real i mean honestly lady don't you you are a hypocrite so own it that i would have more respect for her and all these other me too who the the selective me too outrage which of course i was outraged at kavanaugh why shouldn't we be outraged at this we're supposed to only be outraged when a Republican is abusive and no doesn't know his boundaries? Oh, oh, there's too much at stake. We can have one sexual assaulter or another who's less, I don't know, who's who's more a a more reasonable Republican? Give me a break. I would have more respect for her if she just said, "I I don't care because I am too afraid of Trump or whatever. I, whatever the sexual assault allegations that are coming at Joe Biden, honestly, I have made my bed and I'm lying in it. I would have more respect if she just, just admitted it. Instead of saying, uh, yeah, I know it's hypocritical. I know I'm being, uh, but instead of saying the Bernie bros are accusing me of hypocrisy, how about you're a hypocrite, and it's as plain as the nose on your face. And stop tr- obfuscating and going to Radio Randy, or whoever the hell is the Andy, who, uh, is just, this is what happens. We're so trying so much to just let, it, let everybody get away with their bullshit because we want to get back to brunch so badly, while the American people can continue to beg on GoFundMe for health care, so I, I don't call me a hypocrite. Though I'm a, I'm a, they're calling me a hypocrite. They're calling me a fake feminist. Well, then stop being one. Have some, have some integrity. You know she knows it. But that's what happens when you're in denial. I don't know. She's not in denial. She knows it, but that's, you have the whole apparatus around her. Oh, they're called those, those terrible Bernie bros calling you a hypocrite. Don't be a hypocrite. You should say, yeah, you know what? I would like to know what happened. Oh, they decided I looked into times up what times up said, and they decided not to, not to follow up. But she doesn't say why. Their excuse is not because there was nothing there. It's because we can't. He's running for president. We don't want to lose our nonprofit status. And and don't pay no attention to Anita Dunn over here. That she's working for Joe Biden's campaign. Don't, don't pay no attention. That's besides the point. It's so sickening to me, and this is why Democrats lose. This is why they lose elections because the any now any real allegation that comes out, it's always going to be viewed as political because they only care when when a Republican does it, or I guess Al Franken he was the sacrificial lamb. What did Al Franken do that was so? egregious, nothing. Someone said he touched their ass. I don't know. He said, I might've hit her ass by accident while we were taking a photo. My hand went around her back. I felt uncomfortable, I'm sorry. They all pounced on him quick enough. He took a picture because he's a comedian. They were on a, a, a comedy tour goofing off so what? He she, he was like this, whatever, on somebody's boobs. Ha, 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 making a funny, stupid, it was inappropriate, who cares, whatever. Now she feels bad about it, the woman who, came, who was on the tour, and says, I, I felt demeaned. All right, take a number. I feel demeaned every goddamn day that I get on here and I got to say, become a patron, and then I got to hear... Other I gotta hear these other these so called Democrats attack me saying you're not helping. Like I just someone just came on the on the Terror Buster page on the Twitter, I mean on the Facebook and said, Oh, this is a waste of time. Well then get the fuck out. Go away. Who who invited you? Paul. Don't worry, I got rid of him. But it's like go away, then go stick your head in the sand. Then this is why don't complain to me though. But don't worry, they won't. They won't complain that the American people can't retire. That whatever they're cutting uh, Medicare, Social Security, they won't complain that we the American people have no sick pay benefits or uh, any. They're not. They're treated nothing but like nothing but indentured servants. Oh, they don't. They won't complain about it because they don't care. They want to get back to brunch. What do I? What, what does it matter? What we talk about? What does it matter that we're actually trying to make a more perfect union here? And how do you make that poor more perfect union? You don't throw subsidies. You don't, and you don't act like a hypocrite too. Because on top of it all, of all of the criticism, this is exactly what the Republicans say about Democrats. They're full of shit. They say they're hypocrites. And so now any time there's an allegation, it's going to be dismissed because there's absolutely no consistency. And yeah, we have people like Alyssa Milano out there twisting themselves into pretzels and her friends giving her full license to do so. Instead of saying, yeah, it is kind of hypocritical. and Oh, it's the Bernie bro's fault, you see. It's always the Bernie bro's fault. Uh-oh, here's, I know whose fault it is. Here he comes. Come on. Come on, Mommy. It's Tara Jr. Jr.'s fault. Right? It's your fault. Me too. Time's up. Yes, exactly. I'm looking at the at the chat. L's 214. Franken would have smeared the floor with the GOP exactly. They took one of our the Quivers out of our out of our I don't know, arsenal. They did. They took a really great senator Off the off the the game board, someone who could have eviscerated Trump incessantly, cut him down to size with his his quick wit, wouldn't he have been great at the Kavanaugh hearings or even at uh, any of the hearings or the impeachment? But no, we gotta go after him. But while you'll push this is what's so annoying. While pushing Joe Biden on on us as the nominee. He's everybody wants Joe Biden. Let me play oh my god. I wanna I saw this video. It's so sad, really. Joe Biden posts this video about um why people want to vote for joe biden it was really pathetic
5: hi it's finnegan here we're in waterloo with 23 days left to the iowa caucus and we're going to give you 23 reasons why joe biden
6: he can beat the nra he
5: likes ice
0: cream
1: he likes ice cream
5: has the experience
0: he knows the foreign policy he wants to protect and expand on the affordable care act
1: whatever that's part of the problem. he can restore the soul of this nation.
0: He can restore the soul of this nation. LGBTQ rights.
2: Joe Biden. People trust Joe.
1: My Biden. reason is Joe Biden
2: up for working class values.
1: He does? Have you been have you met Joe Biden? They call him working class Joe. No, they call him middle class Joe. Uh yeah, it's really great when you can't declare bankruptcy or well, they also call him the senator from MDNA. <laughs> I always say that wrong, but you know what I'm saying. Senator from, what is it, MBMA? MBMA? MBNA, yes. Because of the close relationship between Biden and MBMA, an article in the conservative political magazine National Review referred to Biden as the senator from MBNA. and. MBNA was one of the companies mentioned in the 2004 Frontline uh, WGBA's Boston special about unfair business c- practices by credit card companies. Well, we're... unreal. The, and it's also how Elizabeth Warren became a national figure fighting Joe Biden. Calling him out and calling out his cozy relationships with the banks and as being part of the problem. I don't know. Now I guess there's no problem anymore. Here's the here's what these enthusiastic poor poor sad people got together in in this video that will forever ever go down in history as a someone's bad idea. I don't know I know it's just somebody said let's do this video why everybody 24, 24 days of uh, twenty four reasons why we want Joe Biden they could have gotten a more enthusiastic crowd or maybe they couldn't I don't I don't think so could you imagine if this was Bernie they they know better I don't know who shot this video and everyone's standing there like they're in a lineup. They're bored to tears. And what's their excuse? They want to vote for him because he likes ice cream? Oh, my God. That's why I get depressed, everyone. It's futile. I look at my fellow Americans. I'm like, we're a bunch of serfs. Wake up, working people. Are you serious? He likes ice cream? Do you realize, buddy, that the American middle class is now below 50% of the population for the first time in generations since the first Gilded Age? Why? How'd that happen? When, um, When the working class productivity is through the roof and corporate profits are through the roof. How did that happen? Do you think that's by accident or is it by design of uh, the kiss up, kick down business, not biz, uh, bankster friendly se- a senator from MBNA, the hell uh, and, and working across the aisle, getting things done with his Republican co-conspirators? Is it because we're constantly sending our money down uh, in, uh, to fund endless wars of corporate aggression? where people die based on lies, but you're gonna vote because he likes ice cream. Come on. He's an incredible person all around. He's an incredible person all around. Okay. He's got this. That's your opinion. Everyone's entitled.
3: It's an age. A lot of them don't like that.
1: A but lot of them.
0: We need that today.
1: But we need it. Okay. He's a genuine man. He's a genuine man. Into the
2: Paris Climate Accord? He has empathy.
1: The Paris Climate Accord. Fine. But we need a hell of a lot more than that. He's not. What's he willing to do? Nothing. Veto Medicare for all? Is he? Does is he sign on to the Green New Deal? The Paris Climate Accord is a toe in the water of an entire ocean of things we need to do to save this goddamn planet. I don't know if I want to save it anymore though, really. It's maybe it's a lost cause. It's not the planet, the planet will be fine. We, It's us, it's people. The people are the problem. Once people are gone, the planet will be fine.
2: It was mine, so I'm gonna reiterate
5: that, climate change.
2: He commands respect on the world stage.
7: Ooh, uh, he uh, knows how to be a strong leader uh, and lets other world leaders know is I,
1: I'm is anybody else cringing for these people or is it just me because I'm feeling embarrassed for them
5: yes we need
1: to do gun reform gun reform okay We can
3: start today and take over and be the one to start today we don't have to have somebody go in there
0: or be in there, that has to learn it. He
1: knows it. He can start today and be today? Okay, whatever.
0: Zero tolerance for malarkey.
1: Zero tolerance for malarkey. Oh, my God. Honey, how old are you? How embarrassing.
7: He is just a humble and genuine human being who can represent the United States. Right, who calls
1: people fat. Yeah, Uh, look fat. Who challenges them to push-up contests? I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm the one who's delusional here. Capacity. You capacity.
0: beat Trump like
1: a drum. Are these are these young people, or are they? Uh, are they? Have they time traveled from 1918?
2: Four more years
1: of Ray Bands. What? Do you like good. Joe What? I have to see, hear that end part. Four
2: more years of Ray bans
1: Don't you feel the enthusiasm? <laughs> what did he say? I can't even Wrong. make it out.
2: Four more years of Ray Bands.
1: He likes trains. <laughs> he
2: likes pants. <laughs>
1: what? He's, it goes. It just breaks down to nothing there. If he likes, <laughs> <friends>. he
6: likes <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. It's horrible. But Jill Biden put that on her page. She she reshared it. Wait, I got to move the cat. Look at this cat, everyone, though. Look at him. Right? Are you good? How was your day? Are you working too hard? How was your day? You're a good boy. I know. Wait a minute. I gotta make the camera go like that so they can see you too. What did you do all day? What have you done for me lately? Nothing. Well, keep up the good work. What else? Yeah, I wanted to play this other thing. I know I'm losing patrons left and right. We only have one super chat tonight. Thank you, Jim. I'm getting the feedback. Someone told me this is a waste of time. Maybe it is a waste of time. Maybe I should stop. I don't know. Maybe I should just not do the show anymore. (laughs) This is what the thoughts that go on in my head. Honestly. Should I do the show? What do you think, guys? Should I keep doing this show? I'm I'm asking. I'm seriously asking. Should I do this show? I don't know. Someone on the Facebook page asked it. Oh, Shannon. Then Shannon goes in with a super chat. (laughs) Thank you. You're saying keep. Okay. Not a waste of time. Good. Thank you, Robin. Yes. All right. You guys want to do We want me to do it. All right. I'm just saying that guy Paul on Facebook said it was my show is a waste of time, and not that it. I mean, obviously things get to me, and I start th- but only because it's the timing. Because all day I was saying to myself, should I not even do this fucking show? I mean, what's the point? I get very depressed, and I also start thinking, yeah, don't feed the trolls. My, my mind is a troll, though, too, sometimes. I always say my mind is a bad neighborhood. I don't want to go there alone. Okay? That's why I have to share. I really do. And that's why we do share. And that's why we're in this together, because we're not all, you know, sick at the same time. Mentally, I mean, too. Because I feel, I I mean that's I wouldn't be alive if it were if it was left to my own devices. I I'm only here because people cared enough about me to uh, help me save my life. I'm talking about being in recovery and the team of the team of experts who who really loved me until I could love myself and sometimes I don't love myself. I'm like in the in that way I'm like everyone else. We're all we're in the same boat, right? So, yeah, it's just been honestly. Sometimes I'm just that's I just get down thinking about life and the show and wondering if it's making a difference. That's all, really. If it matters. Ultimately, especially when I I I feel like we're not only up against Republicans, we're up against so-called Democrats. I feel like I'm a Democrat. I do. I'm an FDR Democrat. That's what I think Bernie is. He, you know, know them by their fruits. Uh, To me, it seems so logical. And I understand everyone has different opinions, but. Um, this whole, this Joe Biden thing, it feels, it, the thing that's so disturbing about it is that I feel like we've seen this movie before and it happened in 2016. It's, I feel like I'm repeating myself from that time and nobody's learned a goddamn thing. And, the, and now the excuse is Trump is uh, horrible, just, uh, well, Joe Biden can beat him. Why? Okay, this is probably a good segue into something I wanted to read tonight. This Thomas Friedman article is everything that's wrong with this country, in my opinion. And let me first, before I begin with that, I want to play this video from The View, speaking of, and it's all related. Speaking of uh, the other day, we saw when Whoopi had Bernie on The View and she was, when you're getting out of the race, when you're getting like really, really um, just so uh, condescending to him, so mean to him, so dismissive and obviously pissed off at him and Democrats, real Democrats for wanting actual reform. That will shore up the holes, the fissures of disunity that made Twitler possible to begin with. And here's the. So, and, and, and we know, you know I played um, Mika covering Joe's, uh, all of the allegations, just covering his ass, dismissing it. This is Whoopi Goldberg on The View the, um, talking. Oh, let me just play it. She's talking about Jill Biden.
7: And Dr. Jill becomes a <laughs> surgeon general, his wife,
1: because <laughs> yeah.
7: Joe, Biden. Joe Biden's wife, because she, you know, she he would never do it, but she, it's, yeah, she's a hell of a doctor. She's an amazing doctor. I oh, has a I like, PhD.
1: Yeah. 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 Are you I
7: kidding have, me? I could no, be wrong. I think she's, no, no, no.
5: she's, she's oh. a teacher, but, you know.
1: Did you hear that? Let, let me play that again.
7: When Dr. Jill becomes a surgeon general. His wife. <laughs> yeah. Joe, Cause Biden. Joe Biden's wife. Because she, you know, she he would to, never do it. But she, it's, yeah, she's a hell of a doctor. She's, she's a hell of oh, a doctor. She's a doctor and PhD. PhD. Yeah.
5: yeah. I don't, she's I don't I have, know. She's not a doctor. She's a she's She's a teacher,
1: but, you know. She, but, you know, she's not a medical doctor. She's a hell of a doctor. That's why they hate us. You see what I'm saying? It's. When Republicans, that they want Republican votes. They keep saying, we want Republican votes. By what? By peddling Republican policies right back at them. And this is the kind of thing that this, this is going to be all over right-wing media to show how, this is how they operate. They, the hypocrisy, the idiocy. It's if they, I expect this from right wingers. You see, if we were watching Fox News and a similar thing happened, we we, we would be calling them out there too. But here's Whoopi talking about Jill Biden as the Surgeon General. Joe Biden should make Jill Biden the Surgeon General because she's an amazing doctor, she's a hell of a doctor. And, and then the fucking people, and the people applaud. What? And they look like assholes. Why don't you, what are you talking about? She's an amazing doctor. She's a hell of a doctor. This is what I'm talking about. And no wonder they're like, oh, Joe Biden's lead is insurmountable. And he's up in the polls. And they started on the corporate media today how i know it's coming bernie drop out bernie drop out and it's his lead is insurmountable and he's up at 65 percent. of the people want to vote but you think this has anything to do with the fact that it's an incessant constant bernie bash everywhere you go they bash not only him but his supporters like me and you and people who actually want to have a, a crazy things like Everything, like everything uh, Bernie's talked about, like that they they want uh, Medicare for all. They want it all now in the middle of a coronavirus. How about sick leave? They oh, it's only applicable in the middle of a coronavirus. But if we had it anyway, if we had any dignity and respect for each other as working people, as the American people, but this would already be in place. This is what Bernie talks about leaving no one behind there is nothing more american than leaving no one behind that is the american way but they're trying to make it like it's some kind of something we should be ashamed of and how other people that this is why it's so sickening to me but when she's like Joe Biden should be Surgeon General because she's an amazing doctor. She's a hell of a doctor. Uh, how do you know, whoopee? You talking out of your ass again? Looks like it. Cringe worthy. She's an amazing doctor. An incredible doctor. This is right out of the annals of Fox News. When they do shit like this constantly... When they, of course, you know, they're going to be showing this all over right wing media. Does she say, does Whoopi even say, whoops, I'm a dumb, dumb. Sorry, I'm a dumb bitch in the tank for Joe Biden. And obviously I'm blind and stupid and just saying shit, talking out of my ass because I, I don't know. I want Joe Biden because he says he's a Democrat at whatever that means when, when, I mean, I don't know. He says he's a real Democrat. Whatever a real Democrat is, I haven't figured it out yet. It's somebody who wants to get to brunch. I know that. It looks like it's somebody who doesn't give a shit that the American middle class is now below 50% of the population. And they want to peddle a, a health insurance racket policy onto the american people that leaves 10 million people without anything in the middle of a pandemic i don't know that doesn't sound very democratic to me but she's a hell of a doctor she's an amazing doctor
7: and dr jill becomes a surgeon general his wife yeah joe, Biden. joe biden's wife because she you know she he would did. never do it but she yeah she's a hell of a doctor she's an amazing doctor oh, you oh, she like kidding her
1: me. and i'm sure she thought she was slam dunking it she's in a oh yeah she she gave me uh she she did my pap smear what she's not a doctor what what? I didn't know that. She's, a, she's only a doctor of, uh, of, of teaching? She's not a doctor of medicine? What? She gave me a proctology exam. <laughs> she stuck her finger at my ass and everything. And What? What? She gave me a colonoscopy. She's not a medical doctor? What she 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 uh, lays it off my genital warts that bitch what She's only a doctor of teaching what I mean she did a she did a uh, DNC on me my endometriosis. She's a hell of a doctor. She's, I thought she was a hell of a doctor when she was She was giving me a, a, a vaginal exam. She was giving me a pelvic exam. Shit, she's been prescribing me these oxys? She's not a medical doctor? What? She's a hell of a doctor, though. <laughs> then look at this fucking guy. Wife.
7: Yeah, Cause Joe Biden's wife, because she, you know, she he would never do it? do it. But she, he would she, never yeah, do it. a hell of a
1: doctor. He would never do it because he has so much integrity. You know, I mean, he would never do it. He would send your son and daughter to die for an illegal war based on lies, but he would never put his his wife as Surgeon General. Probably not. Because she's not a fucking doctor of medicine. <laughs> I'm going out on a limb here. <laughs> Unbelievable. And that guy, I don't know who that guy is. I think he's somebody, he's probably some Joe Biden. I think he's something with the, I think he was something in the, in the Obama administration. He's something. He's a somebody. He's a somebody to someone somewhere. But I just I couldn't believe this when I saw this, I kept laughing. I and I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to show this on Terror Buster." She okay. would yeah. never
7: do it, but she it's, Yeah, she's a hell of a doctor. She's an amazing doctor. <laughs> a I just like yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, I don't I could be wrong. I could be wrong, a, she was, yeah, could be wrong she's, but she, she's a teacher. But she was she was filing down my bunions. I thought she was a good doctor, an amazing doctor. My corns feel a lot better. She's a hell of a doctor. She's some kind of doctor of... I don't know. She, she's... What? She's not a doctor of medicine. These <laughs> fucking so stupid. That's so funny. But it's amazing, too. It goes to show you, I'm hoping Dr. Jill becomes the Surgeon General, his wife. Joe Biden's wife she would never he she would never do it, you know, but she's a hell of a doctor. She's an amazing doctor. She might be an amazing doctor of whatever education. That's amazing. Uh, of course uh Behar Joey Behar looks confused, but nobody corrects her. This is what happens. and, and you know, uh, think about all the other... Shit that gets thrown out there on that stage that nobody corrects. It's like, no wonder we're so stupid. You know what I mean? This is why I get depressed. Why are we so stupid? Why? Because of that. That shit. So, such a large platform. Right, so Mark C. (laughs) On the text, on the chat. Why not make her a general? A four-star general. Really? Really? She'd probably be more qualified. (laughs) Why not? She's amazing, four-star general. Taking that hill. She'd be amazing as a general of war. Plotting all the wars. She was such an amazing, she made such an amazing decision. Such a tactical maneuver, putting that shitty video up there of all those unenthused and sad-looking supporters saying nothing. Unbelievable. I could be wrong, Goldberg said. She's a teacher. (laughs) She might be good for Secretary of Education. Sunny co-host Sunny Hostin stepped in. And then Joy Behar excitedly declared, yes, perfect, yeah, good cover. Maybe Secretary of Education, honey. She's an amazing doctor. I know. Right? Sin City on the chat. They sound like Trump space. Really. It that's what's so annoying as well. Because they're it's so um it the, the hypocrisy is just is equally as disturbing. Why should it be okay? On one side and not the other for God's sakes. Why is it okay when they say the stupidest things? That that statement, if that was on Fox and Friends, it would be all over Media Matters. But because Joy, I mean, because uh, Whoopi says it, it's okay when a Democrat does it, I guess. I mean, we all make mistakes, obviously. Um, everyone makes mistakes. I make mistakes. We say s- stupid things. Not completely informed, but you know, being informed is her job. That's uh, uh, you think she would know a little bit before she says she's, and it's this, it's the adamant part of it. It's not just that she said it, it's how unbelievably hands down adamant she was that Jill Biden. Would be a great surgeon general because she's an amazing doctor. Unbelievable, amazing doctor. And inc- an aw- what did she say? An incredible doctor, an awesome doctor? She's a hell of a doctor. How do you know? It's because why? Your ass told you? Your ass sent an email to your brain? And since she's an amazing doctor, an awesome doctor, an incredible doctor. It's the bullshit. I could be wrong. You think, maybe? But that's her job. And think of the platform. She's not on there spending half the times going, super chat, please, and uh, join our patron community. No. She's up there saying bullshit. She's attacking actual Democrats. For wanting things like uh, new deals and leaving no one behind. You know, American uh, democratic stuff. Unions, equal rights, retirement security, sick pay, universal health care, universal higher education. You know, shit that FDR talked about. (sighs) God. But she's an incredible doctor. Unreal. Anyway, Whoopi, she'll go to town on on Bernie Sanders, tell him get when are you getting out of the race. When are you getting off TV, Whoopi? spread your filthy lies. To so spread your your thing about how you're a real Democrat. What does that mean? Somebody, please write me a letter and tell me. I will read. I'm very interested. What is a real Democrat? If, is Joe Biden a real Democrat? What does that mean? And so, before I get into this article, I know I'm all over the place, too, but um, what really pissed me off was that John Lewis, he, uh, what do you call it, endorsed Biden, and, of course, he did. It, it, and I... Oh, I've said to myself, self, this is another example how it doesn't matter what you do. You know, Bernie was out there getting arrested. He was actually, he marched with MLK. Oh, he was at the march. I'm sorry, he wasn't side by side with him. But it's okay that Joe Biden has spent a career lying about the fact that he was involved with the civil rights movement—he he never was. It's a—it's like what happened with Hil- with Hillary. It's the same fucking thing. She's out there campaigning for Goldwater, while Bernie's getting arrested in the civil rights movement. And uh, but that doesn't count, though. That's what pisses me off. Your friends—it doesn't matter what you do. You could peddle, you know. The, uh, busing, you can be, uh, I, I mean, does not, he wasn't just a peddler of busing. He was a proponent, the main advocate for not busing. You know, he was against the busing. Remember the Dems? That little girl was me. Well, I guess it doesn't matter anymore. Um,
2: I do not believe you are them to oppose but and you know, there was a little girl in California Who was part of the second class to integrate her public schools and she was bused to school every day and That little girl was me
1: <laughs> I guess it doesn't matter anymore. That little girl was you. Well, fuck that little girl At first now she was a uh, candidate for president that little girl. I guess it didn't matter. I don't know why He's got such a... Oh, here's another thing. I know I'm going to read this article. I will. But um, on Morning Joe, there was... Oh, here was the other one. Here we go. Um, Here's another defense of of Joe Biden when uh, another accuser came out. Oh, she's a big Bernie... Person. This is what Mika says. Now it's all—it's the same. It's the Republican defense when they don't like something. They say, "Oh well, that's an Obama person, or that's a uh, someone who's held over. That's a Clinton person." And this is how they divide us. But if we criticize the uh, the Republicans for doing it, why is it okay when Democrats do it? It's not, but they do it anyway. That's why we are where we are. But here's Mika.: Just
4: it's, this is a hard conversation to have, not because really. a lot of: It's a folks, hard conversation. Because um, you don't want to look like, women- a, like the
1: hypocrite you are. you know knowing your value and shit. We're all supposed to know our value, except not know it when it interferes with the corporate agenda, really. That's what it's about. need to be believed and heard. Mm-hmm. And I believe- they- I believe. Yeah, sure you do. Except when it inconveniences your friend, your friend, Joe Biden. Why is it okay? I don't get it. Be
4: heard. Right. Um, but are we allowed to bring up that Lucy Flores is a huge Bernie person and she has, you know, political connections that might be counter well, to I mean, Biden's we're, goals we're, we're and allowed. that this could- Are you
1: serious? You see, they do the same, it's the same Republican bullshit scam. What does it matter if Lucy Flores is a big Bernie person? She likes Bernie. If that's even true, I have no idea. A big, a big, I'm just looking at big Bernie person. Oh, she's a big Bernie person. Okay, yes. So Lucy Flores supports Bernie Sanders. So what? Does that mean that Joe Biden doesn't get handsy with women? Doesn't know his place? Doesn't know how to control himself? For Christ's sakes. Because Mika likes likes Joe Biden. That's the problem. Oh, and Joe Biden never sexually assaulted her. It's the same thing that we say against Republicans. Uh, uh, that, that when the Republicans trot out women who were never sexually assaulted by Twitler, we say what? So what? That doesn't mean he didn't do it. Why is it believable when when Twitler does it? Of course he's he did it but but not believable with with joe biden a lot of men nice men they don't always sexually assault everyone but others in they have their moments it doesn't mean that they're sexually assault every single woman that they see or have uh that have a connection with We're, hold on yeah. maybe, it a- she, maybe it's the power dynamic
4: to bring up this could be politically motivated or are we just supposed to take all the words the fact that she says she was violated Mm -hmm. at
1: face value are we supposed to no you're not right believe women except when they say something against men you like right mika just leave it there
4: well and have this this sort mm -hmm. of um attack on his credibility and his honor
1: Wow, what do you think the Republicans thought when they were attacking um, the credibility, quote-unquote, and honor, quote-unquote, of Kavanaugh? This is how they get away with it. Just sit there, or are we allowed to talk about it? Look at her getting to so angry. Are we? Are, we allowed are we allowed to, to talk uh, about it? I think you're talking about it, Mika.
0: You can bring it up, Mika, if you want your Twitter feed to look like your Twitter oh feed going to look That's today. the worst thing that happens to these people. That again, that, they that, get tw- some yeah, people not. on Twitter. Well, no, you just did. I, and, and and what I'm saying is that yeah. I, I, oh, here I, comes the excuse now. Listen, the conversation has to be had. It has to be an open conversation. And as you've been saying, and as other people have been saying, the argument: all women must be believed. Period. That's the end of the conversation. That was the argument six months ago. That was the argument when Al Franken was run out of town. Really? In Washington, D.C., when what Donald Trump has done is so much more abhorrent. That conversation seems to have been moved. So,
1: yeah, Donald Trump has done is so much more abhorrent than Al Franken, of course. But it doesn't mean Joe Biden doesn't have a problem, too.
0: I suppose I'm not allowed to say this because I'm a male, but just as an observer, that conversation has moved along to women need to be believed, women need to be heard, but there has to be due process out there. And you got to hear both sides. And what I heard this past weekend was after the initial rush of stories is all women should be believed, all women should be heard, but then all men should be heard, there has to be due process. Well, there has to be some balance. Who said there shouldn't be? If you take a man who's committed his entire life. Oh, look,
1: here comes the excuse now. To the Democratic Party. And, and then you say... What does that mean? He's committed his entire lifetime to the Democratic Party. What does that mean? To turning the Democratic Party into a corporate-owned entity? Into just another party of the rich and entitled, I wish somebody would explain it to me. Honestly, what does it mean to be a Democrat? It means that you like a kinder, gentler corporatism that's less, that's not as racist.
0: He is a racist and he is. (laughs) Oh,
1: listen to this. This is what pissed me off because now it's like, let's not, let's not even question Joe Biden because he's, I have no idea. He takes it to, it goes from Joe Biden, the allegation of sexual assault. Lucy Flores is a big Bernie person, and we shouldn't do it because Joe Biden was Obama's VP?
0: The Democratic Party. And then you say that he is a racist? Who said he, he was a, a racist?
1: Though, no.
0: Listen and that he is the Democrats' answer to Donald Trump, that's just deeply offensive. Is and it?
1: That oh, my God.
0: It's just wrong, and that's a wonderful way to help re-elect Donald Trump. Is it? Democrats Except
1: what's a wonderful way to help re-elect Trump is by repeating the very, the, the, the same circumstances that got him elected the first time. That's how you re-elect Trump. But don't tell me I only live here in reality, not in the ivory tower. Eating their own, and actually Eating
0: their own. trying to call a man who was Barack Obama's vice president for eight years a racist and a misogynist—that's
1: where did they get the racists from? That's over the line. Uh, I'm telling you, this is why. I ask you to become patrons. If you are just as offensive, offended, and offensive, we like the offensive here. So, if you're just as offended by this kind of shit, by this, this, this the the corporate media, kiss up, kick down, protect the oligarchy, the big moneyed interests at all costs, then support the liberal media, the real liberal media, right here. Otherwise, it's done. This is going to be all you have. That's it. It's all the, the only the mouthpieces of the uh of the Ivory Tower. Where does uh, he this this uh this indignance, the indignance of it all. Eating your own because who's eating their own? We're supposed to allow Joe Biden to get away with whatever the hell he wants to get away with. It's not the first time. It didn't just happen this time. These allegations have been coming out for years. But they're putting it, they're pushing him on us anyway. This is how you're going to elect Donald Trump? No, they will never look at themselves, for Christ's sakes. We've been trying to tell them, run a candidate who can win. You don't win. Even Harry Truman told them, you don't win by running Republicans, by, by running Democrats who act like Republicans. That's, that's not the winning strategy. You win by, by running actual Democrats. And that's not somebody who has a history uh, that's questionable, of questionable votes. That helped kick down on people, on the poor, kick down on the working class. That understood the statistics that the, the middle class was up against the ropes and now we're below the ropes, for Christ's sakes. How did that happen? Through policy, government policy. How does it happen that the, the rich get richer and the working class becomes the working poor in 40 years? Without, uh, with, with, uh, with the help of policy, that's how it happens. Government policies, like government created the middle class and government unraveled it. And now we got the corporate media consolidated and they are on the attack. They didn't de- deregulate the media just to let liberal policies or progressivism or democracy break out. The point was to keep the people contained, to keep them fighting amongst each other, fighting, you know, you're throwing subsidies at the poor, so that makes you look like a good guy. And meanwhile, those in the middle, a little higher on the ladder, are resentful of those down lower on the ladder. That's how you do it. So the Democrats throwing subsidies... Can look like the good guy while they keep the division going. Instead of saying we're in this together, we don't leave anybody behind. That is the ultimate meaning of e pluribus unum. That's why our founders fought a revolution. So because they were getting away from an oligarchy and an intergenerational aristocracy, we're, we don't leave anybody behind. That's the patriotic. That's the most patriotic thing you can do. Oh, God. Eating your own. So here's something, as I was saying, that annoyed the hell out of me. Um, today, by Thomas Friedman. What a surprise. What America needs next. A Biden National Unity Cabinet. Wait, 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 wait. It gets good. In the last Democratic debate, this is from the New York Times. Joe Biden declared that he would nominate a woman as his vice presidential running mate. That felt right at the time. But times have changed. Biden needs to go much further. At the Democratic Convention, he needs to name not just his vice president, but his entire cabinet. And it needs to be a totally different kind of cabinet, a national unity cabinet. From Democrats on the Bernie Sanders left to Republicans on the Mitt Romney right. Why? Because while people are playing nice right now managing the virus, are they really playing nice? The wreckage, pain, and anger will leave behind it will leave behind will require megadoses of solidarity and healing from the top. Even if we get to the other side of this crisis by January, there's going to be a set of de- wrenching debates around who got bailed out and who didn't, around how much civil liberty we should sacrifice to track and quarantine COVID-19 carriers until there is a vaccine if handled on a partisan basis. Those issues, issues will rip our country apart. In short, this isn't the time to leave behind hyperpartisanship. This isn't <laughs> that has made it nearly impossible to do anything big and hard for two for two decades. Okay, I didn't say that correctly. If this isn't the time, okay, this is why he's so fucking off base. Okay. And I will, I will explain in a moment. Hold on. Hold on to your hats, everyone. <laughs> it's coming. Here it comes. In short, if this isn't the time to leave behind hyper-partisanship that has made it nearly impossible for us to do anything big and hard for two decades, then when? Really? That's what? That's what's the problem? Why am I sounding like Whoopi? Why am I saying this? Why? Why? Because my voice, I'm losing my voice. I'm going to sound like Whoopi, I guess in like 10 years, I'm going to be like, wah! I'm going to be an old lady, like, wah! Wah! I'm going to be all Whoopied out if I don't drink more coffee. No, the hyper-partisanship is not what made us unable to do anything big and hard. I got something big and hard for them. I know, honey. I know. Unbelievable. Wait. <clears throat> this cat. I'm sorry. The cat's getting fatter. Because he harasses me. Now that I'm in the house, he harasses me nonstop for food. And I have to stop it. He's He manipulates me. He knows how to work it. He does. Look at him. Look how cute he is, though. Is you cute? Is you a cutie? Or not? Oops, I poked you in the eye. I'm sorry. You forgive me, though. Right? Boom, boom, boom. You're so cute. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You're being a good boy. Just keep being yourself. Um. Okay, let me get back in the game here. Um, yeah, come on. It's not hyper-partisanship that has made it impossible to do anything big and hard. What's big and hard, honey? Besides what you want to be? I don't know. Big and hard? What's... Bi- if, uh, if, hyper-partisanship is not the problem. And the reason we're hyper-partisan is because of the kiss-up, kick-down policies that people like Joe Biden support. We're... Hyperpartisan because the the middle class is now fifty below fifty percent of the population because the wants and needs of working people have a statistically insignificant effect on government policy. We're hyperpartisanship because we have six transnational giant corporations owning the media, who peddle nothing but their own interests, not democracy. We're hyper-partisan because they peddle hyper-partisan policies. We're hyper-partisan because the the gap between rich and poor is the widest it's been since the first Gilded Age. It's wider than all our Western partners. And that the uh, that if you're born poor in this country, you are more likely now to remain poor than at any other time in modern history. American history. So that's why we're hyperpartisan. We're hyperpartisan because of money and politics and because of the subsidies that these Democrats throw at us that keep us divided. We're hyperpartisanship because of policies, Republican policies like Obamacare that leave people out, that still leave millions of Americans with nothing. That's why we're hyper partisanship Not because Republicans and Democrats can't get anything done. They can get things done all right when they want to. As you see what's going on right now, there's always enough money when they want it. There's always enough uh, whatever the hell they want to push. There, There's enough for it. It's not hyper What are you talking about? That's what they think in the ivory tower looking from up there. They don't want anything to fundamentally change. Why isn't Thomas Friedman Friedman writing and saying this country, uh, the United States, why, why isn't this in every column that the U S is the least upwardly mobile of all our Western partners. That's not a, that's not the sign of success. It used to be the exact opposite why shouldn't why why shouldn't that be? Why? We're hyperpartisan. We're also hyperpartisan because of the deregulated media that allows the six giant transnational corporations to consolidate ownership of media and own the mechanisms of communications where they push their own agenda. That's why we are hyperpartisan. Not because People are polite in the Senate gym or not. This is what they're thinking. Would they want a unit? This is the what's part of the problem. And the same bullshit that Joe Biden peddles, for instance, and also Trump, frankly, because Trump was saying how how uh, Biden called him or whatever. Wait, hold on a second. Phone call. Where is my? Hmm. Maybe I didn't save it. Because Trump was boasting at the press conference how he and Biden had a great phone call. Oh, here it is.
3: I also spoke just Ooh, that's loud. a few minutes ago with Vice President former vice President Biden, who called and uh, we had a really wonderful warm conversation. It was a very nice conversation. We talked about uh, pretty much this. this is what we talked about. this is what everyone's talking about. this is what they want to talk about. And uh, he gave me his point of view and I fully understood that. And uh, we just had a very friendly conversation. Wow. Uh, lasted probably 15 minutes. And, uh, it was really good. It was really good.
1: <laughs> He's so easily manipulated though, but there, there you go. That's the thing. So Biden can say, Oh, I am able to reach across the aisle to my adversaries and work together. Really? You're working together with an, with a fascist, a dictator envying fascist who receive fewer votes, someone who, uh, it lies as easily as breathing. You're reaching across the aisle, getting things done with the dictator-envying con man who sat there in the same press conference that he's talking about this wonderful phone call, but lying about voting, how voting by mail is... is. Uh, yeah it is a danger to to democracy because so many people cheat, which is not which is nothing but a lie. It's bullshit, complete and utter bullshit. But this is the problem. It's this fake ass bipartisanship getting things done. Don't worry, Democrats, so-called Democrats and Republicans can always get things done. They like to get things done. They always get things done. What do they get done? They get things done like the Iraq war, like the bankruptcy bill. But every time they get something done or the crime bill, the, we the people completely get screwed. As they get things done, we go lower and lower and lower on the ladder. But we are not supposed to say anything because it does look to the to the Democrats who want to get back to brunch, like this is the problem. You see, there's too much dissension. There's too much contentiousness amongst Democrats and Republicans. It's not that it's not the policies that they're pushing. It's not the income, income disparity and upward in b- mobility, because Democrats are peddling the same shit. You know, the same Democrats that piss me off every time they get up there and say, Oh, unions work so hard to get their health care plans. And now Bernie wants to take them away by giving everyone health care. You see, in this country, we're in this together, except when I got mine and fuck you, go die. That's why I'm so tired of this shit, of the fake ass let's get things done together, bipartisanship. Well, then, if you really want bipartisanship, then stop leaving millions behind. Stop saying healthcare for some, education for some, retirement for some, sick leave for some. We're in it together or we're not. And having Mitt Romney and AOC in the cabinet, is not the answer. If what they're doing is continuing to prop up this kiss-up, kick-down system. Biden, because he doesn't run anything now, has had a hard hard time demonstrating leadership? Really? Is that why? Or is it because he doesn't know how to work a phone he looks like a doltard in a live stream as he's meandering off the, on uh, exit stage left. Okay, let me see here. Yeah, well, I, I skipped this paragraph. Considering all the people who have come together in this crisis to tend to neighbors, contribute to hospitals, share scarce resources, and learn from one another how to combat COVID-19, would it be too much? asking too much for our political system to mirror the best in us rather than continue to exacerbate the worst. But human beings are human beings, whether you're American or Canadian or English or Irish or African or Australian or New Zealand or uh, whatever. People are people. That's how they act. Many, the best in us. They reach out to others. They don't like to see others in pain. They, they share with their neighbors. They contribute to hospitals. They check in on their neighbors. They share scarce resources. That's humans. Is it too much to ask? Well, why don't, isn't Thomas Friedman the same one, push who says that we Medicare for all is uh, two pie in the sky? How you never get it done. How could you get it done? It'll never happen. Can't do it. He's not asking of course right now he's not asking for real change we can believe in he's talking about bullshit another window dressing on 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 it's like putting wallpaper over rotten moldy walls that's what he wants he doesn't want actual s- structural change that means something that r- actual leaving no one behind he wants this stupid bullshit unity cabinet. Where the heck is it? I lost it. And that's why when I read shit like this, I get depressed. Because I'm like, "This, we're doomed. We're effing doomed. He's got a big platform, Thomas Friedman. He's not up there asking for patrons or super chats. No, he's got a lot of, lot of people reading him. And guess what? You know what? This was in today's New York Times. What do you want to bet? It might be tomorrow on Morning Joe. They'll, they'll read this article. They'll have Thomas Friedman call in. This is what they do. Oh yeah, unity—that's what we need. Let's come together in the ivory tower. They don't have any problem with unity and uh, di- being uh, splitting us apart when they're talking about leaving millions without health care. That's what pisses me off to no end. That they—they they think that that's that's. They'll have Democrats, fake-ass Democrats on there talking about, oh, these unions negotiated these contracts, and now Bernie wants to take them away with Medicare for All by giving it to everyone. How is that fair? Um, I guess if you put it to the union in one way and you say, hey, you know what? Now you never have to worry about not just your health care, but your mama's health care, your daddy's health care, your sister's health care, your grandpappy's health care, your auntie's health care, your cousin's health care, your friend's health care, your acquaintances, or that guy with coronavirus who can't go to the doctor because he doesn't want to have to go on GoFundMe for medical treatment but they're going to talk about they talk about how the unity of having figureheads like Joe Biden's female candidate her the female VP oh wonderful cuz that's all you need that's change you can believe in as long as you have a female pushing the kiss up, kiss down, corporate, I got mine, sucks to be you. Oh, well, we're in this together, except for healthcare that leaves 10 million people behind. But, oh, that's okay, because whatever, we can only get what we can get done and pie in the sky. So, but we're in this together. That's, what, that's so irritating to me, Honestly. They don't, what the, this is another form of hypocrisy, for Christ's sakes. Oh, how wonderful. And I'm sure they're all going to congratulate Thomas Friedman. What a wonderful article you wrote, Thomas Friedman, because it, it's about being polite. Why can't we be a, disagree without being disagreeable? It's not about the policies. It's not about, you know, oh, that... That terrible, terrible Bernie Sanders and his terrible Bernie bros who don't want anyone to die needlessly without health care or go bankrupt. Horrible, horrible people who, who, who think that the American dream includes n- having a decent middle-class life and retirement. Who, how dare they? try to uh, do something that's as American as apple pie, uh, could advance the policies that created the greatest middle class the world has ever seen. You know, the greatest generation. The ones who voted for FDR's Socialist New Deal and four landslide elections. You know, that one. The ones who fought fascism. They didn't prop it up at home. Oh well, that's only uh, <clears throat> the beginning here. Considering all, oh yeah, the uh, contribute, contribute, contribute. Would it be asking too much for our political system to mirror the best in us? Well, how about you stop pushing the lie that we can't have a health care system that leaves no one out? I. This is the hypocrisy of this is. Is something that want to makes my head blow up. Frankly, it makes me want to. Poof, poof. This is hypocrisy. It's that should I should have called the show. The did I call it hypocrisy? No, no, something else. But it's complete hypocrisy. All it's the same hypocrisy that we see. Whoopi talking about what a great uh, doctor Joe Biden is. She'd make a great Surgeon General. It's the same hypocrisy of Alyssa Milano. Ignore or all the other Democrats, frankly, who jumped on on uh, Al Franken's ass quick enough, but say nothing about Joe Biden. Nothing. The same ones who are endorsing Joe Biden, like Christ, Kirsten Gillibrand. Why doesn't she said nothing about these allegations that are decades? And of but she was the first to get, get Al Franken out of there quick enough quick enough. The hypocrisy. is it a, uh, would it be asking too much for a political system to mirror the best in us rather than continue to exacerbate the worst? Well, how how is leaving millions without health care and saying, oh it's too pie in the sky to do what every country has done for decades? How is that mirroring the best in us, Thomas Friedman? Excuse me, Tara Jr. Jr. Biden, because he doesn't run anything right now, has a hard time demonstrating leadership. I don't think that's what's giving him a hard time. But the one giant contrast is that that he could draw with President Trump is the approach he would take to governing which is nothing. It's the same shit we've been seeing for generations that have us below 50% of the population, the uh, middle class. Americans are now focused on this now, are not focused on this now, but they will be. And when they are, Biden needs to show that he isn't running to be president of the 48% or less, as Trump is. He's not trying to suppress the vote, as Trump is. He's not trying to squeak by in the electoral college as Trump is. He needs to show he's running to be a majority president, a unity president, but not by unity, unity for unity's sake, but unity of purpose. How is putting a figurehead in a position of power, a unity of purpose? It seems a hell hell of a lot seems like unity for unity's sake. It's not it's unity for the sh- for show, for the dum-dums who want to get back to brunch. For God's sakes. <sighs> It's unity of purpose based on a set of shared values for rebuilding America. Shared, shared values of what? Of leaving millions without health care? Of that little girl was me? Of bankruptcy bills? Of, of incarceration nation? What kind of shared values? You're going to get reaching across the aisle to the fascists. Biden should enlist people who, already, who are ready to embrace these values. If... They have one. They have to believe in science, not just ar- around the coronavirus, but around climate change. Of course, if they were in a in power during this crisis, they have to have led their city, state, or business in fuck you with the business, in a way that took the science of this epidemic seriously from the start and cared for those under them. Oh, thank you, my lord whatever that means, except the 10 million who have shit. Well, fuck them. They have to be open to taking extraordinary measures to help the poor, the unemployed, and the bankrupt get back on their feet. Well, how about living wages, retirement security, federally mandated sick leave, like every other goddamn country? How about that? How about those being the measures? of success in government not that you make the rich richer but that you ensure that the majority that that everyone fuck the major everyone has a decent middle class life that the gap between rich and poor isn't isn't so insurmountable that we're the that it's the widest Of all our Western partners, even the ones with a goddamn queen. Which makes me sick. They want to have to extend health care to every American. For starters, by strengthening Obamacare. Oh, yeah, because you got to get the for-profit racket needs their VIG. And adding a public option, which we know... That's what Joe Biden wants to do that is the least effective way, the most expensive and leaves millions out still. But whatever, what do I know? I don't I'm not Thomas Friedman. I don't have a big platform on on New York Times. I don't have a rich spouse. <clears throat> I'm not invited on Morning Joe. With these With those criteria, Biden should name his team of rivals. (laughs) This is what Obama did, right? The team of rivals? Fuck you. Team of rivals? How about you, all of these fake-ass Democrats, start saying, here's the problem. Money and politics is the root of all, all evil. We are in this mess you don't have to be a genius to figure it out. You just have to see what happened. They pushed on us. They said they trickled on us and they called it. Uh, uh, they said it was raining. And now we're the 50 uh, the middle class is less than 50% of the population. And we know why. Uh, government policy. They destroyed unions. They deregulated the media. They. Fucked up the free trade that sent our jobs to low-wage wage slave nations, and this is how the Democratic Party lost the white working class base, which we're all supposed to be so concerned about constantly. And instead, they jettisoned that working class, being the party of the people, and they went right for the uh, the 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 what do you call it? the professional class everything that the democrats do. That, remember that uh that book that Thomas Frank wrote, he also wrote, he wrote what's the matter with Kansas? He also wrote a he wrote a new book, well it's not new now, but years ago, it was called Listen Liberal and it's about exactly what we're talking about here. How the Democratic Party what happened? Why did they lose the working class? It's because they turn their back on the new deal policies not just turn their back they dismantle i mean clinton was openly dismantling fdr's new deal at uh, openly attacking unions and what do you think happens when you the, with nafta and cafta they cut out The uh, they they basically tripped union. They cut the legs right out of the unions when forever and ever. Amen. They when you go to negotiate with the boss, the union that you can't strike because they'll say, go, go right ahead and strike. We're moving to China. Then we're moving to Vietnam. We're going to move to Mexico. With low-wage, wage-slave nations that don't have the regulations, and we could pay them a dollar, sixteen dollars a month, or I mean, that's instead of uh, a living wage. Don't attack my shirt, Tara Junior Junior. That's what they want. That's what Bill Clinton did. I'm sorry. Are we not supposed to talk about that? But yeah, let's fix it by putting Mitt Romney and Joe Biden's cabinet and having a team of rivals. Because the, the, the top, it, they, don't, they just don't have enough, you see. We don't know what's wrong. Oh, it's so, we're wrong. It's so wrong that uh, we can't get along. Not that you're, the system is broke. That kids are coming out of college with hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt that we've become they've they turned an entire generation into an ins- the and an indentured servant to the banks for fuck's sake no no a team of rivals let's put some some new let's uh put some paint over these moldy walls unreal <clears throat> so here's his team of rivals I want to vomit. Uh, Vice President, Governor Gretchen Whitmer of Michigan. Are you kidding me? Fuck you, Thomas Friedman. The fact that he got paid to sit there and come up with this bullshit— Former Health and Human Services Secretary Donna Shalala, or Governor Gina Romano, whatever, of Rhode Island, for Treasury Secretary Mike Bloomberg. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm reading it wrong. For Treasury Sec, for Treasury, Treasury. What am I saying? Treasury, Treasury Secretary Mike Bloomberg. <laughs> I got to get out of here. Somebody help me. If you're out there, if you're a nice person, nice, rich, lesbian who lives in Ireland, expat, maybe not, doesn't matter. You get me the fuck out of here. Get me out of here, please. Please, please. I can't handle it. I got to get out of here. Oh, my God. You see what I'm up against here? I got to live on a nice Irish moor and look out over a cliff or something and try not to jump. I can't take... I won't jump, though. I'll have universal health care. I won't think about it. I won't be like, oh, can't get sick today because I... Don't have, uh, I don't have the energy for go fund fund me. Oh, God. Somebody, anybody, is there a go? Uh, Where's my ancestors? Can they come take me into the light already? Where's my my great, 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 great grandfather or mother who was... A hundred percent Native American. Where's that person? I only know that from Twenty Three and Me. That I had a, oh, I had a great whatever seven times removed or seven times great grandmother or father, who was a hundred percent Native American. Can you believe it? Me, me, white ass old me. But everybody else is English or Irish. So that to me, I think that's pretty interesting. They were my uh grandmother was Native American and lived around from seventeen w they lived born in the seventeen hundreds from seventeen ten to seventeen ninety so they lived around the time of the American Revolution, so i wonder I often wonder. Was this something, was this a good thing or a bad thing? Was it a British soldier that came and fell in love with a Native American? Or was it somebody who, let's say, raped a Native American, right? It's not always a good story in your history. But anyway... I did. I had a, I wish I knew. I really do. I would like to know more, but I would like also it as uh my grandmother and grand my my both sides of my family came from Ireland. I'm only here, I'm second generation. So I got to get the fuck out of here. I need to go back to Ireland. Yes, L's two one four raped is more likely. <laughs> it's true, but then I think if they were raped, what are they doing with? Who's the child? Like, did they go back to England? Or because well, maybe I guess they maybe they might have lived here, and then my Irish ancestors came over. I don't know. Since uh, who knows? They only came over this. That came over in the thirties. I wish they had stayed in England, in Ireland, for Christ's sakes. My my aunts and uncles in England, in Ireland, are my aunt, my uncle is uh, retired. He was a teacher. He was actually a principal of of a school in Ireland. Him and his wife, the very wonderful people. They're retired. They spend their life. They travel. Now, They're of course, they're not traveling, but they have a nice little, decent little life. They enjoy their lives. They were able to retire on a teacher and live and see the world. That's what they're doing. Spending their golden years. They don't have to worry about going bankrupt. They don't have to get uh, oh, I hope that they get the If they're sick, it's the coronavirus. Otherwise, they're going to have to. Well, trust me, right now, coronavirus. Oh, don't worry. They say they got your tests are covered. Guess what, though? Don't don't think that the insurance racket isn't walking away with uh, with the payoff here. They they are dancing in the aisles. Of of the health insurance racket in the halls of Etna in the in the boardrooms of Blue Cross Blue Shield they are they're high fiving they are yes coronavirus whoa B- bring it on in they're like Mama needs a new house they, they we need a they, we need a third house a fourth house come on everybody die everybody gets sick. Good. Yum, yum, yum. Eat them up. Get sick. I don't know. Tests are covered. Not your stay in the ER. Not yet. Uh, this is the tests. I got an email. Oh, don't worry. Your tests are covered. Nothing else, though. Come out of the intensive care unit. After spending two weeks on a ventilator. Get back to me. How much? Uh, it, coinsurance. Deductible. Give me a fucking break. I told you the story of a friend of mine who had a, some kind of weird kidney disease. Out of the blue. In her 30s. No, you know, whatever. Walking around one day. Sick the next she was, was in the intensive care for a month. She almost died. She has great insurance. She's a professor at a college. Great ins- union job, great insurance, right? All those unions that the Republicans I mean the Dem- well, whatever, what's the difference? The Democrats say, "Oh, we're protecting the unions from the evils of Medicare for all. We're protecting union coverage from the evils of everyone having coverage. And not paying a bill. You know, you pay your taxes. But guess what? If you get sick, you don't have to worry. You got covered. You're covered. You don't got to pay a bill. Nobody knows about co-insurance, co-deductible, co-pay, in-network, out-of-network. Well, anyway, the, the moral of the story is so her husband is a union carpenter. She's a union professor. And so she's got great insurance. On both sides, two sides, great, great coverage, great union plans, got sick, spent a month in the ICU, came out, hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. So she's home, trying to recover, while, ring, 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 fucking every day, ring, 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 ring. It's your, it's the, uh, it's the bills, you gotta pay your bill. Ring, ring, she's like. What the fuck am I going to do? Keep on ringing. Ring, 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 ring. Now it's got collections. Ring, 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 ring. So you're just living. You almost died. And now while you're trying to get your life back in order, you got some bottom feeders calling you every day. Oh, well, you made the mistake of getting sick while having great insurance. You know all those Cadillac plans, but it doesn't cover when you get actually sick. Get sick, and get back to me. See what happens. And I, you know, what makes me really depressed as well. I one of my pastimes, something I do for fun, which not. I mean, whatever. I play a video game on my phone. I'm in a team. I play the Game of Thrones video game in a, I have a little allegiance. It's not little, it's the biggest allegiance in the, on the kingdom to tell you the truth. And I, every morning I get orders. I do my little thing on the phone, you know, whatever. It's just something that's fun. And I have there's a whole community. There's like, a hundred over maybe it's like 150 people who are in this team. Uh, they're from all over the world, different time zones, English, Ireland, uh, all over different countries, Germany, of course, the United States. And what makes me uh, sad for us is that one of the, uh, now that this is going on, this is a worldwide event. These people, I'm getting the. We're chatting. I chat with them on Discord, right? So I know them a little bit. I you you see them every day. You talk to them every day, but I don't really know them. I just know them through the chat, and they're none of them. None of them are worried, or uh, in, except in this country, about the bills of the coronavirus. There's some people on the uh, on the. Discord chat that one guy changed his name temporarily to thank you NHS, and it it breaks my heart for our country for the United States. They're so happy that and they're so you know like like even today when I was sitting here get doing getting the prep for the show going seven o'clock everybody goes outside. Applauding. Yay! Wee! Wee! They got horns. They're applauding. Yay! Wonderful. But it's the same thing that it's this unity cabinet. It's, that's the Thomas Friedman team of rivals going on. That's the, uh, you know, it's the Alyssa Milano Me Too moment going on. It's let's applaud the healthcare workers, but not do anything about the structural problems of the system that have these effing workers. Not they're not effing workers, you know, these people who they oh, they're such heroes. Well, why don't we act like it? It's not not just in this time, every time. Why are why aren't uh, you know like like this guy saying um, if now isn't the time to advance these uh, team of rivals whatever bullshit idea of mine then when is well it's it's not the time to do feck, feckless, powerless nothings to throw nothings it's like the subsidies to throw, just throw wrappings around, tr- uh, the bullshit. Uh, it's the time to push for actual structural change. But I know that it's almost insurmountable. Thanks to Twitler, thanks to the DLC Dems who don't want to talk about anything. Let's not talk about the, f- the actual fundamental problems of this country, because some people want to get back to brunch and others are t- are too stupid to give a shit. So let's applaud and let's have a women's march and let's, you know, whatever, let's do let's have a team of rivals, let's have a- outward bullshit displays, but not but but let's shoot the the messenger, the Bernie Sanders the person who has been the truth teller on the right side of history for generations. Like when John Lewis endorsed Joe Biden, I said to myself, that's it. This is another example exactly why the uh, the Democratic Party, they're all about the outward illusion of change. They are just as devoted to the status quo of The um, oligarchy, as the Republicans are, except they're just, just, except they like it a little kinder. They want the outward appearance, they want it to be more polite. They want the less chaos. They want us to have uh, be nicer, be less, don't be racist, don't say openly racist things, but. It's okay if you push racist policies, though, that keep people in prison, that, that destroy people's lives. Don't. Doesn't matter. The lies. That doesn't matter. Like they're The right-wingers. I mean, John Lewis. Are you kidding me? Oh, he. And then on, I was looking at Twitter. They're like, oh, here's somebody who actually marched with MLK. Oh, so it doesn't count. Right? Well, how about? Uh, uh, but because he's talking about Bernie Sanders. Oh, th- but you know jo- uh, Joe Biden. What the hell? Had, what the hell did he do? He lies. He lies about being arrested with um, uh, with uh, Nelson Mandela. He lies about being involved with the civil rights movement. He's been saying that for years. And. You know, it doesn't, it's, it's, it's like what happened in, um, in 2016 when the human rights campaign, who I used to give money to, and I stopped because they endorsed Hillary over Bernie. When Bernie has been at the barricades for the gay rights movement for, for decades, before it was politically uh, advantageous when Joe Biden and, and Hillary were still talking about marriage as a sacred bond between a man and a woman <clears throat> and his intern. So that's why I get really, really down. And I think, what am I doing? What the hell am I doing? Maybe I should just tune it all out and worry about animals. It's heartbreaking enough. Animals need help. They don't have voices. (sighs) Okay. Let's see. What else? What else is this dumb bastard talking about? They have to be open to taking extraordinary measures to help the poor. Yeah, whatever. Okay, except with Medicare for All. They have to believe that America thrives when there is a healthy balance between public and private sectors. So anyone, look, this looks like my eighth grade book report. You know what I mean? They have to, this guy got a a lot of money for posting this. Why can't I get a lot of money (laughs) for posting this, this show? I can barely get people to like and subscribe. I'm so sick of it. Where is it? So anyone subscribing to the old idiot mantra of the GOP GOP thought policeman, Grover Norquist, my goal is to cut government in half in 25 years and get it down to the size where we can drown it in a bathtub, is not welcome. They have to want to extend health care to every American, for starters, by strengthening Obamacare. Why is strengthening Obamacare? What the fuck is strengthening Obamacare? And that's what's so sickening about the The Democrats, the DLC Democrats, is that they're saying, "Oh, it's such a horror." Yeah, it's a horror that Trump he's he's not extending the exchange, the time to um, sign up on the exchange, but uh, that's not a that's not the answer. The American people cannot have they they don't have savings. They don't have $400 for an emergency. And they're supposed to sign up for Obamacare when, I mean, where the cheapest plan has a $10,000 deductible? And it's more money without subsidies, of course, than I have to pay for my mortgage. So uh, give me a fucking break. I'm so sick. Oh, it's such a shame. All the Democrats were outraged that Trump won't open the exchanges. They're not saying, who the hell can sign up for the exchange? So when you lose your job in this uh, this unprecedented event with uh, where millions of people are out of work, and the, the, instead of saying, isn't it the stupidest effing thing not just to have health care that is funded for profit, but that it's tied to your job. How stupid is that? That's the stupidest idea. But, and it's not even that it happened. It happened by accident. And, but, oh, yes, this unprecedented time. Let's all stay. We are all together. Yay, yay, yay. Instead of saying, wake up. Knock, knock. Anybody home? Out there, I should be knocking on Friedman's head. Anybody home, Friedman? Are you kidding me? No. Adding a public option that you can't afford. And that you, when you get sick, you can't use it anyway because who's got $6,000 for the deductible? Shit. Yes, it's true, Patricia, on the chat. We are all expendable. Of course it is. That's why today they, the Republicans, they sent people out in the pandemic to vote. They don't care. They want you to die. Isn't it enough that uh, we, we, this is what pisses me off, okay? Stop the, Amer- the American people. Let me just say, let me talk to the American people for a second. Stop identifying with your oppressors. All right, please do me that favor before I die, before I have a f- aneurysm, stop identifying with your oppressors. We are in this together. We have more in common. We have more interests the, the, the interests we have in each other we have more to lose when all when, when everyone is uh, when people are left out than they have at the top. Than Joe Biden has, than all of the Senate, the, the, the you know the glad handers in the Senate cloakroom. We're in this together. It's a we need to act like it, and own it. If if this time doesn't doesn't show that we're in it together, we leave no one behind. It's we are connected. This virus came from all, acro- all across the world. Oh, my God. And it got here, and it's all over the world. It started with one person. That's why it matters. That's why it matters when Americans can't get health care. 10 million with Joe Biden's plan. Now it's 85 million in a pandemic. Shit. Wake up, working people! Wake the f up! It's not about brunch. You there's not. You ain't gonna be brunch. There's no brunch. If uh, if there is no brunch for the for for millions of Americans. You shouldn't be at brunch. You should be worrying. You should be working for the structural change that. Well, that will fix this thing and ensure that a twitler never rises again. But we're unconscious, you see. We really are. And it, it comes the fish rots from the head down, but do we always have to fall in line? What the hell? Are we hopeless? I think we are sometimes. Okay. With those criteria, Biden should name his team of rivals. I proposed an earlier version of this when the race for the nomination looked deadlocked, but the world has completely changed. Okay, my recommendations. Okay, I'll just read half of them. Uh, Gina or whatever, Romano, Mike Bloomberg. I want to, I want to, I want to, I just want to, I don't know, my head. For Health and Human Services Secretary Bill Gates. Ah, uh, fuck you. Oh, God. Secretary of Oversight of the Trillions of Dollars in Emergency Coronavirus Spending. To make sure it's fairly done, fairly, it's done fairly and productively, Elizabeth Warren. Attorney General Merrick Garland. Homeland Security Secretary Andrew Cuomo. Secretary of State Mitt Romney. Defense Secretary Michelle Flor- Flournoy. Labor Secretary Ro Khanna, who chairs Sanders' campaign. Oh well, thanks for the, th- thanks for the bone. Secretary of National Infrastructure Rebuild, a new cabinet post. Oh wow, he's really thinking. Walmart CEO dead, Doug McMillan. Walmart, the the company with the most Americans on public assistance, the one that has the richest family. Six people have more wealth than half of the population and pay their workers such a pittance that they qualify for public assistance. And yeah, we're going we're gonna to put him in the team of rivals because it's not about doing anything about that kind of system where we sent our jobs overseas. Now the American worker... Like we said, the middle class is less than 50% of the population. But 30 years ago, the number one employer in the country was GM, and today it's Walmart, whose who's, uh, CEO is so rich that the the families have more, more money than most of the people who live in this goddamn godforsaken country, but who pay their employees such a pittance they qualify for public assistance. What? This is your team of rivals. Commerce Secretary, former American Express CEO, Ken Chenault. Oh, my God. OMB Director, Governor Mike DeWine. Education Secretary, Lauren Powell. UN Ambassador. Fuck you. Alexandria Orcasio cortez Why? Because it's like, Doesn't actually do anything. She has uh, no control over policy. HUD Secretary, Ford Foundation, Derek Walker. Interior Secretary, Governor Michelle Grisham of New Mexico. Oh, my God. Energy Secretary, Andy Karsner, a Green Republican who led renewable energy for George W. Bush. Oh, my God. EPA Administrator Al Gore. A fantasy, you say? No, I'll give you fantasy. Fantasy is thinking we'll be okay post-COVID-19 with toxic politics as usual. Or, God forbid, four more years of Trump's lying, dividing, and impugning experts. Well, why are you pushing Joe Biden on us, this weakest candidate? But, what do I know? Can you imagine the fights that would break out as the crisis abates over whose company, restaurant store, nonprofit or local government was saved by Washington's trillions of dollars in rescue packages and whose went under? under the societal stress is going to be enormous as people fully absorbed their lost savings, businesses, jobs, and you know what, We wouldn't even be here. As you see, right now in New York, every New Yorker who wants it can go get a free meal at a, every, three meals a day. Because, you know, the American working class, that's uh hanging by a thread. You lose one paycheck. You got no you got no money, you got no no food. You're done, Bubby. That's not a middle class. That's not a functioning economy. When the economy only functions for the 1%. Jesus Christ. This this goddamn article goes on, but... So I'm not going to read it. I'm just sick of it. That's all. Because I'm looking at the time, too. It's 1130. What time did I get on here? 8? That's three and a half hours. It's going... This is a terror buster tonight. I guess it's because I was in such a pissed off mood. But... And I feel really like... Shit's gonna... It's never gonna end. This... this, I mean, I know life will end, but I mean... The... uh, The stupidity. How sad it is. The dumb... Democrats. Let's read some of these comments. I always like reading the the New York um, Post, not that not that rag. the The comments of the New York Times. First comment at the top: Biden will give us four more years of Trump. When will the establishment admit it? And let's see. There's some replies. The establishment doesn't decide whether or not who to vote for, for better or for worse. We do that. Binary choice. Unite for Biden or elect Trump again. You see, you see what I'm saying? This is the this is what I get all the time. The establishment doesn't decide? Are you serious? Are these people fucking delusional? That's what I want to know. They must be. This is a a brunch dem. She wants to get back to brunch. And then this person responds, no Americans without the ability to think critically and honestly will give us four more years of Trump. There's no need to admit things that aren't, as someone replied, that aren't going to happen. Biden may not be perfect by a long shot, but he's better than the alternatives that are currently viable. Okay. And he can do a good job. Freeman wants... Again, is barking at the moon. This is a bunch of hooey from a guy who supported the Bush Cheney War. <clears throat> this moment is passing Biden by because he doesn't know it's a moment. You're very generous to point out this opportunity to Biden, but partisanship is always going to rule until we eliminate lobbying and cap election spending. You completely eliminated Nancy Pelosi. A woman who knows where the bodies are buried beneath the bodies, and who has a kung fu grip like no other, she's the greatest strength in the Democratic Party. With a brain able to plan seven steps down the chessboard, you can't even have this a conversation without finding a place for her. P.S. Elizabeth Warren, yes. Donna Shalala, no. The Rhode Island Romano isn't even ready for the job you want to hand her. She's like a mayor of a tiny city. Uh, Why are we even having this conversation while millions of Americans can't retire? Why are we having this conversation? Why isn't every article in the New York Times, why doesn't it begin on the masthead every day? The middle class is now below 50% of the population. Carry on, America. What do you think of that? It should all be framed. In a pandemic, Joe Biden's plan, so-called plan, still leaves millions out. Where's that article? Oh, don't talk about it. Let's see. No time to dither. Trump will soon be invincible. He is personally taking control of trillions of dollars flowing from this crisis with less than normal uh, token oversight and his powers of executive control over November's election will only increase. It's true. Hurry up, Biden. Don't leave Sanders in the cold. We are in for a bumpy ride. It's true. Um, Yeah, but Biden is, and so are these filthy-ass Democrats, these so-called Dems, the fake Dems, the corporate Dems, the ones who think they're real Dems—it's sort of like Republicans who think they're real patriots. We're real we patri- we're the real patriots. The ones who are capable of functioning in a free democratic society that the Republicans can only pretend to love. We're the real Democrats, that are capable of of uh, understanding what it means to be a real Democrat and. Supporting the policies that created the middle class to begin with, that will fix this shit so another fascist will never rise again. We are the real Democrats. Just like that, so when, you, when they say, oh, he's a real Democrat. Remember what I tell you. Just like the Republicans say that they are the real patriots, we're the real Democrats, and we're the real patriots. That's why they always have to push it so much. Oh, what's, oh, he's a real Democrat. He's a real Democrat. I keep asking, what does that mean? No one says answered me yet. Because I don't think they know what that means. When Doesn't it mean that you have a health care plan that doesn't leave $10 million out? What Doesn't it mean that you're not a, a liar constantly? Yeah, everybody lies, I guess. They bend the truth. Maybe they have blind spots. But Biden's got a long history a very a very documented one at that I don't understand why Biden has this he's supposed to be some great civil rights icon he's like uh I don't understand I really don't understand let me see hold on uh, There's an article. There's so many things I wanted to say, too. Um, Biden, this is from the Intelligencer from New York, the New York Magazine, by Eric Levitt. Will black voters still love Biden when they remember who he was? This is an article from March. Joe Biden once called state-mandated school integration, quote, the most racist concept you could ever come up with and Barack Obama, the first sort of mainstream African-American who is articulate and bright and clean. He was a staunch opponent of forced busing, so he said, forced busing in the 70s, and leading crusader for mass incarceration through the 80s and 90s. Uncle Joe has described African-American felons as predators too sociopathic to rehabilitate, and white supremacist senators as his friends. And, as of this writing, a plurality of black Democrats want them to be their party's nominee. Whether Biden can retain that support after voters learn more about his problematic past could well determine the outcome of the party's primary race. Well, unfortunately not. To explore that question, let's pick through the former vice president's hefty baggage on racial justice and then the case for thinking that Obama's halo will prove to be brighter, brighter, then the shadow of Biden's record is dark. Biden helped kill the most effective policy for improving black education attainment that America has ever known. Joe Biden was for desegregating America's school until his constituents were against it. When the Delaware Democrat launched his first campaign in 1972, the Supreme Court had just ruled the constitutional required policymakers to pursue the greatest possible degree of actual desegregation and that forcing white students to attend schools in black neighborhoods and vice versa was a legitimate means of doing so. Being an enlightened liberal, Biden began his candidacy for as an advocate for such policies. He accused Republicans of demagoguing the busing issues and appealing to white voters ugly instincts ugliest instincts, but as his campaign progressed, Biden discerned that the arc of history was bending towards white backlash. The young candidate bent with it. He became a caricature of a white Northern liberal arguing that forced busing was appropriate for the South where segregation was the product of racist laws, but unnecessary for the North where Biden pretended It merely reflected the preferences of the white and black communities. Once in the Senate, Biden continued to triangulate, voting for most, though not all, of the anti-busing amendments that came before him. But for his overwhelmingly white constituents, nothing less than massive resistance to busing would suffice. Newcastle County Neighborhood Schools Associations booed Biden off the stage at one event in 1974. A year later, the, Democrat, the Delaware senator broke ranks with Northern liberals and joined the very very vir, I can't talk, Virulently, li, like, you know what I'm saying, very, how can I say that word, very, I, I gotta see this, hold on, I can't talk sometimes, you know that. Virulent pronouns. I can't say it. I have to hear it. Pro. Nunciation. Virulent. I can't say it. Virulent. I can't even say it even when I hear it. Uh, racist North Carolina college colleague. Sorry. Okay. He joined his, let's say, overwhelmingly racist North Carolina colleague, Jesse Helms, in voting to kneecap all federal efforts to integrate schools anywhere in the country. Specifically, Biden voted to bar the Department of Health, Education, and Welfare from requiring schools to provide information on the racial makeup of their student bodies, thereby making it highly impossible for Uncle Sam to withhold federal funds from school districts that refused to integrate. The measure was rejected. Nevertheless, Biden persisted and his cowardly example inspired other self-professed liberals to throw racial justice under the bus. As historian Jason Sokol writes, immediately after the Helms Amendment was tabled, Biden proposed his own amendment to the $36 billion education bill, stipulating that none of the federal funds could be used by school systems to assign students, teachers, wait, 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 to assign teachers or students to school For reasons of race, his amendment would prevent some faceless bureaucrat, quote unquote, from deciding that any child, black or white, should fit in some predetermined ratio, quote unquote, like the Helms Gambit, Biden's provision would still gut Title VI of the Civil Rights Act. By this time, a number of liberal senators that had opposed Helms Amendment now supported Biden. Warren Magnuson and Scoop Jackson of Washington, where the Seattle faced impending Im- integration orders, where Seattle faced impending integration orders, and Thomas Eagleton and Stuart Symington of, of Missouri, where Kansas confronted a similar fate. Like Ma- uh, Mike Manfield, a majority leader from Montana, also jumped on board, watching his liberal colleagues di- defect Republican Jacob Javits of New York mused, they're scared to death on busing. The Senate approved Biden's amendment. Biden had managed to to turn a 48 to 43 vote loss for the anti-busing forces into a 50 to 43 victory. The NAACP called Biden's proposal an anti-black amendment. The Senate's sole African-American member, Ed Brooke, called it called it the greatest symbolic defeat for civil rights since 1964. But Biden helped his fellow liberals reconcile themselves to the wrong side of history by recasting integrationists as the real racists. The new integration plans being offered are really just a quota system. To assure a certain number of blacks, Chicanos, or whatever in each school, that to me is the most racist concept you can come up with, Biden said in a 1974 interview recently unearthed by the Washington Post. What it says is in order for your child with curly black hair, brown eyes, and dark skin to be able to learn anything, he needs to sit next to my blonde haired, blue eyed son. That's racist. Oh my god, how sick. And cowardly, too. Cuz he knows better, but he's he's not a I mean, he's not someone who is fighting on the right side of history as we know. Biden echoed, you yeah, that's not a good look here. I got to move that. Biden echoed this in his remarks to NPR that same year saying, "I think all, I think the concept of bussing that we're going to integrate people so that they all have the same access and learn to grow up with one another and all that rest is just a rejection of the whole movement of black pride. A rejection of the entire black awareness concept where black is beautiful, black culture should be studied and cultural awareness of importance of their own identity, their own individuality. Wow, now that's some real pretzel twisting. It's almost like, Sounds a little bit like what, uh, what what's-her-face goes through when she's justifying... Alyssa Milano justifying her not giving a shit about the fact that she's a hypocrite, about anybody who comes out with a sexual assault allegation against Joe Biden rather than a Republican. As of 2007, Biden believed that this stance had aged well. In a memoir released that year, the soon-to-be presidential candidate, then, derided busing as a liberal train wreck. Education experts disagree. Since some municipalities did integrate their schools through busing, however, temporarily, while others did not, scholars have been able to evaluate the policies of efficacy. In 2011, researchers at Berkeley found that black students who had spent five years in desegregated schools went on to earn, on average, 25% more than those who remained in segregated schools, or, in Biden's phrasing, schools that honored black awareness. Can you believe that? What a... How gross. That's like what Republicans do when they use liberal concepts against to to advance their anti-liberal and progressive agenda they'll say oh you know like reverse racism or someone is uh they're being silenced or you know what i mean it's like they're always they take the liberal mantle i'm being bullied they'll say while they're bullying entire people Other studies have found that racial segregation impairs learning for black students so severely it outweighs the positive effects associated with higher household income, while integration enhances educational outcomes more profoundly than increasing school, school safety. Meanwhile, contrary to many white parents' fears, integration was not associated with any negative effect on white students' educational performance. The rationale for integration is not, as Biden suggested, that black kids need to sit next to blue-eyed ones in order to retain information. Rather, it is that in a racially stratified stratified society, overwhelmingly African-American schools will almost inevitably be sites of concentrated poverty, underinvestment. And relatively low social capital. For example, places where children from low-income families will unlikely be uh, will be unlikely to form connections with children from higher-income ones. Biden never ceased expressing his concern for black students' inadequate educational opportunities, but he has done more to perpetuate those inadequacies than remedy them. Ugh. Another one is Biden worked tireless, tirelessly over the decades to make America's profoundly racist criminal justice system more punitive than any other advanced democracies. Think about that. We have more people incarcerated in, in w- right now than than China. But it's re- it's unbelievable. I don't want to read that whole thing. It goes on. This meant, I'll just read the other, uh, the other highlights. Why Biden might, oh, well, whatever. Why, here's the conclusion. Why Biden might well win the Democratic nomination with strong African-American support. I'm a little interested in this. Late last month, Emerson College polled South Carolina Democrats on their preferences for the 2020 nominee. Among African-American Democrats, there there was little competition. Joe Biden boasted 43% of demographic support. His closest competitor, Bernie Sanders, claimed a meager 15%. Kamala Harris' support sat at 9%. Emerson's findings are consistent with the broader national surveys of the 2020 primary, which consistently paint Biden as the frontrunner, thanks in no spa- small part to his, his popular... Where is he? Oh. <laughs> you ever get the feeling you're being stared at? Come on. Hello. Thanks to his, in the, his popularity among the party's African-American voters. How do we reconcile Biden's considerable complicity in racial injustice with his enviable popularity among his party's african American base? One answer is Biden's apparent strength with such voters is illusory. The likely candidate is coasting off his name recognition and association with Barack Obama. Once the primary campaign puts the history summarized above into the spotlight, along with Biden's myriad other heresies against progressivism, including his support for bankruptcy reforms that hurt low-income consumers, his shoddy treatment of Anita Hill, and his advocacy for the Iraq War, black voters will see through his malarkey. That is quite possible. Probably not, no. But a recent focus group conducted by Democratic consultant Danny Barefoot Barefoot, offers some limited evidence that it is nonetheless mistaken. So he says, I'm working with a client today to conduct a focus group of black women who are likely to vote in the South Carolina Democratic primary. I have the client's permission to tweet the anecdotes and observations, but they prefer not to be named. Now we're on Biden. One woman says it's the closest we can get to a third term with Obama, for Obama, without electing Michelle. Lots of chuckles, lots of head nodding in agreement. Others say that they would vote for him today but aren't sure if he's too old or sloppy to take on Trump. Now we're on Biden, uh, continuing with Biden. One woman says it's the closest we can get. Oh, yeah, she says that. Uh, Now we move on to some negative messaging, testing Biden. Most of these hits aren't landing. In response to short description of Biden's opposition to integration efforts, one woman asks if we're honestly asking her to believe he is a segregationist. Another explanation is that black voters find Biden's heresies against racial liberalism forgivable. The man might have played a leading role in opposing bussing but he was ultimately responding to mobilized majoritarian opposition that was all but certain to prevail no matter what position he chose to take. As for so they're saying I don't know that it was going to happen anyway. Oh, really? I don't know about that. It looks like he was the uh, ringleader. Could you imagine if we had a Senate filled with principled Democrats fighting for policies that didn't kick down on the oppressed and uh, and, and politically unconnected? But what, what, what do I know? I'm just asking for patrons and super chats over here. You know what I mean? What are you going to do? I'm not Joe Biden. Where the heck am I? Mamma mia! It's a late one tonight. Thank you all for hanging out. That's the end of the show. I think I gotta get to bed because otherwise I'm gonna regret it. I need to go to sleep. I need to go sleep as sleeps. I ro- I need to go to sleep. Hopefully, uh, i I'm just trying to find that article I was reading. So, I can tell you which it was in case you want to finish it. And now I can't find it. Where's my history? Ah, Joe. Here it is. It's from New York Magazine it's the name of the article is will black voters still love Biden when they remember who he was anyway. All right, my friends, I want to thank you all for for hanging out with me tonight. I don't want to thank, Oh, someone gave me a thumbs down. That's great. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, anybody else want to do a thumbs down? Go right ahead. Uh, Just tell me where you work and I'll come to your job and give you a thumbs down. How's that look? Okay. How do you like that? Sound like a plan? Good. Thank you for your super chats. Didn't get a lot of them. That's all I'm saying. I'm all right. I'll be all right. I want to thank you all for your patronage. Many patrons join the show. And do me a favor, like and share the show. I don't know. Maybe I'll be back. Who knows? Yeah. And uh, I'm a little uh, whatever at this point. We'll see what happens. If you want the show to continue, all I can say is the world is our mirror. And I can only do what I can do. But if I look in the mirror, so to speak, and I'm getting feedback that says, hey, this isn't working, then what am I going to do? I might have to listen to it. You know what I mean? It really is true. I hate to say it. I like the show. I like doing the show. But if we, we just need more patrons. That's the bottom line. We need more support. It's not happening quick enough. And I don't know what else to do. It's not like uh, other liberals in the liberal media are helping either. So, all right. One day at a time, sweet Jesus. nam myoho And all of that. Guys, listen. Listen up like I always say we stick together we win i want to thank you all next time i'll read all the patrons off i want to thank you for your support i want to thank i'll thank you again next time sam thank you i got you that's very nice that people send things to me and so your support is well appreciated i want to thank sin sin city Thank you, Sin City. I got your letter here. I just got it today. So thank you. And it does help. It helps uh, mentally, too. I got to tell you. So I will thank you again more sooner. Sooner in the show. Next show. Maybe I'll be back Thursday. Maybe I'll be back Saturday. I don't know. I don't know. No. I don't know. Hopefully we'll be back. You guys are great. It's not your fault. Everything sucks. You're trying. I appreciate it. And really, that's putting it mildly. Let's look at Tara Jr. Jr. for a second. So we can all feel better. And yes, I'm wearing shorts. Get over here, you little one. You little mommy head. Say good night <laughs> He's a babe. He's just a little baby. Are you being good? Yes? Good boy. Alright. Isn't he isn't he a living doll? Look at that face. Look at him. He's so cute. Oh, he's biting. He's biting me. He's not biting. He's only playing. All right, guys. I love you. Uh, Thank you for being part of the show and really uh, being friends, being my friend in these dark, dark days. As I always say, we stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much. I will see you very soon.